BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Murder. Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. Hey, we are back. We should start playing that song. Guess who's back? Back Back again. again. We should. That'd be bad. Uh, And by bad, I don't mean like good bad. I mean like that'd probably be fucking stupid. But I mean, I'm down for it. But babe, you're back and you're off your deathbed. I am no longer dying. Uh, I feel like I got hit by a bus. But at least, like, the other day, you felt like... It was like a train and then a bus. And then I got dragged by a car. Exactly. So, yeah. Run over, thrown to the side of the curb. It was bad. Yeah, I know you were I haven't been that sick in a while. Yeah. But thank you, everybody. It did. Overnight. Like, I I went to leave for work on Saturday, and I was like, man, I don't feel good. And an hour later, I'm like, okay, I died. You started sniffles, and then all of a sudden, just... Yeah. (sighs) But yeah, thank you to everybody who checked on me. Yeah, we got a lot of messages. And thank you, Heather, for keeping everybody posted. Heather runs our uh, Facebook discussion group, Mm -hmm. and she was lovely. And if you're not a part of it, you can join us. Yeah, it's It's, on Facebook. Yeah, that do us part discussion group. It's pretty badass. It is. It is. Yeah. We have some fun on there. We do. Yeah. So. But yeah, Heather kept everybody posted, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Yes. Thank you, Heather. So now she's freezing her ass off. Yeah. And Texas. Yeah. And it's fucking cold here. Holy it's shit. It's cold here. It dropped. It went from fucking 70 to 30. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's starting to like rain like freezing rain almost when i took the dog out it's supposed to we're supposed to get sleep today awesome dude my anxiety and my body i'm not doing well i can't you remember the friends episode where uh chandler was playing miss pac-man yeah that's what my hand feels like right now it's what my knees feel like do you see me walk over to my wheelchair i barely made it we're fucking old Jesus. As much as that, we're, man, Broken. God hates us. I know, I know, I know for real. <laughs> Fuck, we're always sick. Babe, our, our health is I'm shit. I'm telling you. 
one of my, one of my girls, she's like, I'm going to put you in a fucking bubble. Yeah, you, right. you need a bubble. And I was like, no, I totally do. Yeah, you fucking ain't right. Give me a dude. fucking hamster wheel. Yo. Oh, that'd be badass. Just saying. And instead of water, like monster. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I knew I was sick? I don't know if you noticed, because I, I went to work still. Yeah. Um, I wasn't drinking monster. It tasted bad. Did it really? It tasted like really funny. Oh, oh yeah. So I was drinking tea. That's yeah. all I was drinking was tea. That's how I knew wow. I was, yeah. Didn't re- even really dawn mm-hmm. on me. Yeah. It's it's funny because the girl at work Saturday night noticed it. She's oh. like, you have to not feel well. And I'm like, why? She's like, you haven't touched a single monster you put away. Meanwhile, I did bring a jug of orange juice with me. Yeah, to, I noticed <laughs> to that. Work. I was so pissed because I wanted some too. I bought two. I left one here. Uh. I think Jax hit it, though, yes, so you couldn't, yeah. He did. He puts stuff in the fridge so you can't reach it. I know Which he I does. think is fucking hilarious. I know he does. So, little shit. Mm. Yeah. So. But we are back. We are back. I'm sorry, guys. I died this week, and. Yeah. And then this is take two. Yeah. We tried doing this last night, and we were Ugh. just, we were not meshing while we as were off. As soon as we finished, I'm like. And this mm. is a long one. It was over two hours. Yeah. So be prepared. And we but, took two breaks. Yeah. And even still, as soon as we were done, I was like, I don't like it. No. I don't we, like it. We were not meshing well. I did not have my the shit time, together. The timing was off. Yeah. Like, no offense, but you were off like, oh. trying to find stuff. Oh, it was fucking terrible. I had four different notebooks going. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. As soon as we were done, I was like, no, I want to redo this. I, I thought you were going to be pissed, but then I'm like, mm. no, once we listened to it yeah. and we're like, as soon as we got stuck the first the time, the first like, time you and I were both okay. like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Not we're done. It. <laughs> we're erasing it. And I mean, it was, it was late last night. When it we was, did it. it was, and it was two hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. The first one. So, uh, it's still going to be that. It's still going to um, be long. I, I got my shit together as far as my notebooks go. I mean, I obviously yeah. don't have my shit together. Because you had it written in four different spots. I did. Yeah. So. It's all consolidated now. Good. Um, Good. I have a, a fresh monster. And uh, I Good. think my headache's going away. I'm kind of pissed I don't have a rehab right now. It, it was, was a, so delicious It was Target. It was a Target order. I had to get dog food. Oh, it was so, so delicious last night. I'll, I'll go get you some. They are good. The raspberry. I want to try like, the strawberry. I love them, but like I chug them. And then I get I pissed because like there's nothing for me to sip on. Because like I'll sip on mine. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to chug this one to get rid of my headache, but... I, they're not carbonated. Yeah. So I chug them, it's and then just I'm like, like juice going wah, wah, down. No more. And they do, you know, they do have monster water, which is fucking delicious. Yeah. It's like a Powerade. Oh, I have to try it. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. try that. Yeah. But yeah, I just got regular coffee right now. Mm. Wah, wah. Mm. I should have made a cup. I was thinking about it. Nah. We need more Jesus candles. Yeah, we do. Mm. They're getting low. Dollar section. Mm-hmm. Walmart. They're great. Yep. I have to bring some for Columbus. Oh yes. I I feel like we yeah, should light candles. Like mood, that's yeah. what we do, you know. We do. We gotta set the mood. Yeah. Um, and you are gonna do a pub crawl. With oh yes. Anyone that's coming out to because uh, we have a few people that said yeah. they're they're traveling in. Guys, I'm gonna warn you now. Uh, I haven't been out in a very long time. First, uh, second, be prepared uh, to play the jukebox and sing like bad 80s love songs at the top of your lungs because mm-hmm. that's that's really what's going to happen yeah no karaoke i don't do karaoke you guys can do karaoke 
I'll sing from the table. Karaoke's the shit, man. No, I can't. No. Uh -uh. But I'll be staying back with Jax at the hotel. And he was so cute last night. He's like, yeah, just go too. Like, (laughs) your fans are important. You need to go too. And we're both looking at him like, who the fuck is going to watch watch you? you? He's like, I'll just go to the pool. I'll be fine. (laughs) Sir, you are nine. You are not 27. Sorry, bud. He, I mean, he had it all. Just go. He had it planned out. You're yeah. Good, oh, I'll play good. Xbox and yeah. then go to the pool. That'd be great. Your fans are more important, Dad. Dude, you are not fucking home alone, Kevin. <laughs> right. Calm down. <laughs> I swear to God, uh, it was cute though. Yeah. It was. Your fans are important. Well, which they are. They are, but that's it, why I'm going. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, I'm sure we got some new Patreons. We do. That's what I'm pulling up, actually. So, see, I don't have my shit together in every aspect. Just my yeah. notebooks. My notebooks. Hey, at least it's something. It, it, uh, it's better than... Fuck, man. I was... It was bad last night. I was mad. I know. All right. So, our new Patreons. Mm-hmm. We have Joni. Joni. Thank you. We have Kathy. Kathy. Thank you. Diana. Diana. Thank you. Sarah. Sarah. Thank you. And Mandy. Mandy. Thank you. Speaking of Sarah's, I wanted to give a shout out to... um. My, my girl, Sarah, who does some of our pens. I have two mm. Sarahs that do pens, which is very weird. Yeah, it is. Uh, one, we, we plug her all the time. Pens by Maggie on Etsy. Mm. Um, the other one is Sarah, who makes our pens, our Death to Us Part pens. Mm-hmm. And she also makes um, badge reels. So like all of you that work at a hospital or nursing home or something along those lines that you have a badge with a pulley, she makes um, the reels for them and she makes interchangeable plates for that and she just came out with like 50 christmas ones oh that's awesome so go on facebook it's two girls by design on facebook and you can see her whole collection i need 37 of them (laughs) obviously obviously i mean there's one that says ho 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 how do i not fucking get that right but yeah they're super cute they're interchangeable so you only have to buy one reel and then you just buy the plates and they're they're fucking great so that's cool everybody go get one because i have a badge at work now Oh, so now you need one. Oh, that's, I'm not kidding when I say I need like 37. <laughs> I sent her seven pictures last night with arrows of the ones that I wanted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're boy. fancy now. We have badges at work. And I, you know, I put my time card in there so yeah. I don't lose it. And normally my time card's in my phone. But really, I wear the pulley because I put my pens on it. Right. That's it. Right. But then it's like I have seven of them. So it's like the pulley's like hanging on to my fucking belly yeah. button. But whatever. I don't lose my pen. True. True that. Lost my pen how many times this morning? Yeah. I, I don't know. have a fucking badge pull. vape. Oh, my God. Dude, I am going to buy my a fucking out. necklace with your vape. Yeah, and the whiteout was right in fucking front of you. God. I, you get so mad. Because, like, dude, put it in front of you if you uh, constantly lose it. It is in front of me. And then I get up to get you something. Sure. And it blame ends it up on falling me. on the fucking ground. I kick it somewhere. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to blame it on you. Of course I fucking am. Why wouldn't I? I need whiteout. I know you do. And then I'm out of ink for my pens. And this has been an issue for like four days. And like I could not get settled yeah. and write well. And nobody understands that. I get it. You I, need a, a good pen my, my for sa- writing. My Sarah Pen girl gets it because I, I was actually texting her last night. And I was like, I can't. I don't have ink. I can't write. Yeah, I get it's it. It's terrible. I get it. You need the right ink. You yes. need the right pen. The right notebook, which yes. I hate these fucking notebooks. I'm not using them anymore. Mm. I know. I'm a mess. 
You're trash. I'm, I am fucking trash. There's a bad reel with a dumpster on fire. Yeah. I'm getting it. You need that. It says, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's no, fine. You, you need that. And, and the dumpster's on fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. And crying, I think. That about explains it. <laughs> yeah. That, that sums it up quite that nicely. That about does it. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Mm. So, Ugh. anyways, we have a fucking great I, episode today. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping you forgot a lot of shit. Because I really don't think you were paying that much attention to me last night because I was that off that you were just like, fuck shit. It was hard to follow. Yeah. You kept stopping and starting and trying to find where your your place was at. So So you were out of order a lot. Yeah. So honestly, like, yeah, it was hard to follow. I'm hoping your brain injury erased it like Men in Black. Yeah. Because I I remember some. It's some good info. It was interesting. There Mm -hmm. was a good history lesson in it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... We, we learned a lot, which now we don't have to Google it, because yeah, we, we, we know it already. Because we stopped and had to Google a few because things. Because we realized we're stupid. Right. Which, neither one of us realized. We both were like, fuck, we did good in history. We did, uh, yeah. And then we're like... I did fucking phenomenal in history, history class. Mr. Yeah. I finally remembered. Remember my history teacher that died in the middle of the school year? Yeah. Mr. Lamley. That was his name. Aww. I couldn't fucking remember it until Rip. literally just now. R.I.P. Rip. He had a brain aneurysm. That guy was fucking awesome. He you know was probably one of the best teachers I've ever had. You know what's kind of creepy? We had a history teacher that died in the middle of class. Ooh. The students had to give him CPR. No shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucked up. Yep, and he passed. Uh, that'll scar we you. Had, we had a few teachers that passed yeah, while you did. we were there. Yeah. By was, weird shit, too. There Remember the, the brother that died in the fire? I was just going to say the fire was when you were there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark went to a Catholic school. And there was some shady shit going on. It's very, um, I know cute is not the right word, but um, when every time something comes out about one of the priests, your mom starts calling you and your brother. You guys didn't get touched, did you? You didn't get touched, did you? Did you get touched? No, mom, we didn't. We knew what was going on. Next time be like, I touched the butt. Yeah, he touched my butt. I'm going to touch the butt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it cracks it cracks me up i know she does it all the time she gets so worried she does first uh, does she really think you're gonna be like mom yeah i I did i was abused i did Did... i'm coming to you mom Uh, you're just gonna chit chat like tuesday yeah yeah i did yeah Uh, whatever she it's entertaining it's funny it is yeah it is so Mm mm-hmm all right. So Bonnie and Clyde, guys. Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. rock and roll. It's a. It's a good one. Yeah. Some cool shit in it. So I did. I know you questioned last night why people idolize them because yeah. they are. They. I mean, they're they're. Because it just I I get they were going against quote unquote the man, mm-hmm. but there were they did do bank robberies right. But they robbed a lot of gas stations. Uh, they robbed a lot of and, small stores and gas stations. Yeah. Which, so why yeah. wouldn't there be more of an uproar with that? Yes. And that, that it kind of contradicts the the rationale behind the, you know, it was the middle of the Depression. Right. And people were starving. And, right. And they were stealing from banks who had obviously plenty of money for them to steal, which incidentally enough, they, they didn't. Right. One of the bank robberies, they only walked away with $80. Yeah. So, I mean, 
but then you turn around and it's like all these little shop owners. Yeah. You know, what like, about them? Wouldn't I mean? I would think they would be pissed. You about would, that. yeah. You would think so. Yeah, it was. I don't so know. It's kind of interesting. It I, is. I don't. It kind of baffles me. It, the way um, they were idolized. Yeah, and the other thing too is the big thing with them is they're idolized as not almost like a Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they did. They were like we're you know we ride together, we die together. Yeah. Um. They were toxic. They were. They beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah. Like they were they were toxic as shit and they were kids. Yeah. I had no fucking idea they how were young that they young. were. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I knew that, but they, it's, I mean, it's crazy how it young is. they were. I mean, technically they're in my view, they, they were, were still children. They were barely, barely adults. Yep. And yep. I ugh. And I mean that's that's being kind, calling them adults. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. Mm. I I did. I I it's definitely. Uh, I learned. I learned a lot. Yeah, I did too. Um. So. But it's it's a long one. So why don't we just jump into it? Yeah. I am. Uh, I'm ready. Are you, you ready? I'm fastening my. Seat Which, by the way, a couple things too. You'll be happy because a couple things last night that I was like. Eh. I don't, I don't know what this is. I found it. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, Good. and I'd like to tell everybody that my Christmas present is going to be uh, a framed picture of Bonnie and Clyde because these pictures mm-hmm. are bad fucking ass. Yep, I'm already looking to frame them. So, all right. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. If I cough, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, yeah, it's a, it's a little frightening. Yeah, but it's not as bad as it was. It, once I get going, but eh, it's all right. Yeah. So, all right, are you ready? Of course, the myth is really close to reality. When speaking of history, the myth promotes the idea of a romantic couple in stylish clothes who broke the bonds of convention and became a threat to the status quo. They didn't fear the police, and they lived a life of glamorous luxury, which they did not. They liked hot dogs in the woods. The reality was somewhat different, sometimes incompetent, often careless, Bonnie and Clyde and the Barrow Gang lived a hard, uneasy life punctuated by narrow escapes, bad robberies, injury, and murder. They became one of the first outlaw media stars after photos of them fooling around with guns were found by the police, and the myth-making machine began to work its transformative magic. Soon fame would turn sour and their lives end in a bloody police ambush. However, their dramatic and untimely end would only add luster to their legend. Yeah. That might be the best one I've ever done. (laughs) So Clyde Chestnut Barrow, which, why is your name Chestnut? Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. What's that? The hot dog eating guy. Oh, that's his name? Yeah. Oh. Remind me to tell you something. Um, Okay, so Clyde Chestnut Barrow was born uh, March 24th, 1909 to parents Henry Basil and Kumi Talitha. Now, in the family Bible... Do you, does your mom have your birthdays written in the Bible? It's like a thing. I don't know. I'm sure she does. So in the family Bible, she's his... very Catholic. Yeah. Kumi has his birthday written in 1910, but his headstone says 1909. Mm-hmm. So there is a few discrepancies. I shouldn't even say discrepancies. Depending on the source, there's a, a day difference in some things that happened. Yeah. Um, but it's not like a... Significant. No. No. It's a day... Maybe a little bit at, you know, time, hour-wise. And it's not like one source says it in 16, say, another. It's like 50-50. Right. 
So there's also a few different versions of some stories. So if that's the case, I'll, I'll give you all of it. Um, so he was raised in Teleco, Texas, which is in Ellis County, southeast of Dallas. He was uh, number five out of seven children. Oof. He was described as full of life. Uh, he loved music, especially the saxophone. And he loved to sing and dance. Loves that sax. That, actually, in their car, the death car is what they call it. Mm-hmm. They found a saxophone in sheet music. Yeah. So I wonder if he just like randomly played. Well, I mean, what else is there to do? Yeah. There's no TV, no Xbox, no PlayStation. I mean, they're robbing banks and shit, so like they have a hobby. Yeah, yeah but I think back then all you really did was play cards and, or play yeah. music. I just, you know? saxophone, it's kind of an odd one, I feel like. For that time. Yeah. Piano and like cello. Maybe. Cello. I feel like everybody like plucked the bass back then. Boss. I don't know why. Playing the boss. Yeah. So um, it, it, the Barrows were definitely a poor for, uh, farming family. They mostly resided in a three bedroom shack. And there's, I mean, there's a ton of them. There's nine of them. Yeah, that's a lot. Whew. So Henry and Kumi worked um, on other farms to actually make ends meet. And in 1922, the family moved to West Dallas, which was actually considered an urban slum. Mm. They lived under their wagon until they could buy a tent to set up in a squatter's campground. They didn't even have a fucking tent. They slept under the wagon. Dude, that's nuts. Can you imagine that? I'm going to make Jack sleep under the fucking car. (laughs) Be like, how do you like it now? Take Roman with you. How about that? Yep. Take so, your action figures. Oh, my God. So Henry would also collect scrap metal and junk to sell. Clyde and his brother Buck, whose name is Marvin Ivan. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Fancy that. Which his, um, there's another gentleman in this story whose name is Ivan, and mm-hmm. they called him Ivy. Oh, really? So guess who's Ivy from oh, now on? Oh, Lugo. He's, he's my little Ivy now. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> they called him Buck. I don't know why they fucking called him Buck. It's just like, how do you get Jack out of John and Dick out of Richard? Right. Um, I do know. <laughs> Say Dick again. I do know Dick. Uh, I do know why they called him Buck, though, actually. Why? Uh, it was a name that an aunt gave him when he was oh. a little boy because he would run around and throw himself around like a horse. I See, I just think of Uncle Buck. I do, too. So. Here's a quarter. Find a rat and gnaw that thing off your face. Yep. <laughs> Fucking love it. The best line we, ever. We should watch that tonight. We should. We should also make it's pancakes so with a fucking snow shovel. Yeah. So. I could do it. Now, um, Clyde ended up leaving school after the sixth grade. Never went back. Whatever. Mm-hmm. That was the thing then. Uh, he worked several jobs, including uh, working as an usher at the Palace Theater. And he also worked in multiple factories. Um, a soap factory glass factory like shit ton of factory jobs he did attempt to join the navy uh, but was rejected due to lingering effects of a childhood illness which is speculated to be malaria or yellow fever Mm. both are terrible yeah so i mean yeah i mean some polio at the time yeah oh yeah so that was kind of shitty because he had already tattooed uh usn on his left arm Tattooing, man. A little pre-cum there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. A little much. Mm. So, uh, in 1926, at age 27, Clyde started dating a girl by the name of Eleanor Williams, to which he tattooed EBW on his left forearm. 
dude, he's in the task. Yes. He would later um, go by the alias Elliot something. Yeah. So it matched, obviously, the initials that he had fucking tattooed on him. Right. Uh, Later that year, Eleanor left town to visit relatives after a bad fight with Clyde. Clyde grabbed her mother, because girls want their mama. Yeah. Rented a car and went after her. So rented a car. Rented a car. Yes. How is that possible back in like nineteen oh two? So I'm wondering if Enterprise was a thing. Yeah. We should have looked that up. Like when did they open? Because it I mean it it specifically he rented a car and then kept it too long. So yeah. they reported the car stolen. I didn't know that was possible. I back didn't either. There's a couple things that I was like, That's what the crazy. fuck? Really? Wow. I did not know that. So when he found out the car was reported stolen, he panicked and came home. But he left Eleanor and her mom behind and the car. What a dick. Just return the car. Honey, they want the car. Yeah. Why'd you leave the car? And how did you get home? Right. So the one thing I question, how the fuck did these people communicate to meet up? Yeah. They had like uber fucking plans, man. How are you making these plans? Yeah, that's true. I can text message and can't make fucking plans. (laughs) (laughs) I have the ability to write shit down in a computer and can't fucking make. And they're like, meet me at the bridge October 7th at 5.15 p.m. How the fuck do you get that message to them? Right. I'm I'm genuinely curious about this. And Clyde just randomly, he randomly meets up with. Mal, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mal is here. See? He, He randomly meets up with inmates in different states. Yeah. How the fuck do you know they're there? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm genuinely the telly? like is the tele telegrams? But how, do you send a telegram to a fucking felon? I, a, 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 an escaped felon? Yeah, I don't know. You're gonna go to that seventh tree down the road, take a right. right. He's gonna be cooking hot dogs. Yeah. What? What? I'm very confused about this. So yeah, the rent a car. So he ended up getting arrested uh, when he got back home and was sent to jail. When the car was found, though, all the charges were dropped. But they didn't give a fuck. This is when police started really just honing in on him. He's a poor kid who's not very educated, and he's he's an easy target, essentially. So he's like, fuck it. If they're going to think I did it, I'm going to fucking do it. Might as well. So it wasn't long uh, before Clyde started to actually steal cars and break into safes. That Man. was a thing then. Safe, they called it time. safe breaking. You know, such yeah. such a different time. Like you had to. I don't care if you dropped out of school in the sixth grade. You had to be smart. You yeah. had to figure shit out on your own. Uh, I think you like had to how be, to get a hold of people. You had to be more street smart right. back then. Well, and a lot of people that fucking aren't. Yeah. I know. Mm. So now, interestingly enough, three weeks after he um, gets out of jail, <clears throat> excuse me. He's arrested again with his brother, Buck. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what he's arrested for? Yeah. Uh, being in possession of a truckload of stolen turkeys. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they stole them to sell for the holidays. I was going to say, I mean, probably make some good money doing uh, that. Yeah. Where does one find a truckload of turkeys, though, to steal? I don't know. Not, not, uh. Were they dead or alive, I don't too? know. Oh, I don't know. You know? That's a great question. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I should find that out. I just, I laughed at turkeys. I didn't even think, that, are they fucking alive? I mean, I know they're not Turkey wrapped heist. up like fucking Purdue, but. Right. So, 
The police became so familiar with him that every time a vehicle was stolen, they picked him up, whether he was involved or not. Oh, fuck pro- probable cause. No, no, they, babe, <laughs> not a care in the world. Yeah, fuck probable cause. Um, he actually accused the cops of beating him to get confessions. Uh, I could believe that. Kumi yes. would later say, quote, After he was picked up so many times, he just came to have a hatred for the law and figured it didn't do much, if any good, to try to do right. Hmm. Same dude. Yeah. Kumi, by the way, is the shit. Let me just uh, throw that out there. Okay. So, in another part of Texas, Bonnie Elizabeth Parker was born on October 1st of 1910 to parents Charles and Emma in Rowena, Texas. She was the middle child. She had an older brother named Buster and a younger sister named Billie Jean. Billie Jean. Not my... I don't know the words. I, how do you not? I don't know. Babe. So it's such a great song. Though. It is. Charles um, unfortunately died when Bonnie was four. And her mom took them to her parents' farm in West Texas. Bonnie was a gifted writer and a musician from a very young age. She was able to play pieces on the piano from ear and won a literary contest in elementary school. Mm. She, however, was most known for her short temper and acting out to get attention. Mm. I know someone like that. Yeah. Uh, at age 15, Bonnie met 15-year-old Roy Thornton. And... Uh, immediately got their names tattooed on her upper right thigh. Dude, everyone's getting tats back then. They did, yeah. I, I thought it was like, oh my God, you can't. Oh, I'm sure it was. I didn't even know it was really a thing back yeah. then. Yeah, have you seen like, you You know what, you should look like old tattoo guns and old tattoo artists. and Crazy? So interesting. So interesting. Yeah, I'd like to look that up. Uh, like when did when did tattooing first become a oh, thing? Oh, babe, it's been a thing forever. They used to tattoo with just like, not not a needle and a hammer, but like literally like needles, and they would just oh really beat it into you like prison tats that, almost. Yeah, that's it's crazy. very interesting. That is. I, I, this is going to sound stupid, but um, Angelina Jolie, she has I guess the latitude and longitude I think of her kid's birth, mm-hmm. but she got the tattoo in another country. Yeah. And that's how they did it, was with, like, a bamboo stick. Really? And tapped it in. Yeah. Look it up. It's very interesting. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to. So, um, they were both sophomores, I believe, and they uh, dropped out of school. Hey. And then Whatever. got married on September 25th of 1926, which was one week before her 16th birthday. Jeez. Could you imagine? Uh, fuck and no. Dude, I was playing with Legos still. Now, she needed permission from her mom, which... A lot of people got married young then because that's, you didn't have anything else, right? you know? But I wonder if he needed permission. Probably not. Because I think it's different with with boys. Boys and girls, yeah. I I, I would say no. Yeah, I should look. Um, So she pretty much forced him to go to her mom's house um, every night. So Mm. eventually, within a couple weeks, they just moved in. Um, He didn't seem too thrilled with uh, marriage. Mm. My guess is because he's... 15 fucking right. years old. Just saying. Right. Um, I I mean, what are 15 year olds thrilled with? Not a fucking thing. Yeah. And now you're married? Yeah. No, no thanks. Fuck that. Yeah. He started disappearing. Uh, in August of 1927, he disappeared for 10 days. In October of 1927, he disappeared for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And in December of 1927, he left for over a year. Jeez. A, where are you going? Right. Two, how are you getting there? Right. You're 15. Yeah. Just wonder. 
Uh, he did get into petty crime and alcohol, though. I, I mean, what else is there? That sounds like a great fucking time, in my honest opinion. <laughs> I mean, it really does. <laughs> It's like this fucking whiskey on fire and you'll break a window. Like, for real. When he came back in early 1929, Bonnie was like, hey, get fucked. Spam risk, sorry. Oh. But it it takes the screen off my computer, so it throws me off. Gotcha. Uh, Now, within a couple months of him being home, he was actually arrested for burglary and sent to prison. Um, The other thing I noticed, they're not good at crime. They're not. And you would think they would be. They get caught a lot. Like, dude, they're so, it, like, police, That's all you're doing. Yeah, and, like, pol- the police force is not the same. There's no cameras. I wonder if it's like, just, like, legitimate, like, let's drink this whiskey and go break a fucking window. Like, they're shit-faced. Right. Because they're not, they're not good. They all get caught breaking into shit. Yeah, that's And crazy. then they all break out of prison. That was, Which like. Which is crazy, too. Babe. Like, legitimate, it wasn't just, like, attempts. It was, like, escaping, legitimately escaping well, prison I and mean, being gone for years. It's different because they'd have, what, hard labor and I, you're yeah. guarded by a guy on a horse. Yeah, but they would shoot you. Yeah, but still. Wait I mean, till you hear how uh, Clyde's brother escapes prison. Oh, really? Babe, this is, it's fucking bananas. And I mean, there's no camera system no. or anything like that, so no. it's, it's different. It was way different. Yeah. Now, Bonnie didn't think it was fair to divorce him while he was in prison, so she just didn't. Hmm. She actually uh, wore his wedding ring until the day she died. Really? Mm -hmm. And he commented after her death that he was uh, glad that they basically went out the way that they did, as opposed to surrendering and being sent to prison. No kidding. So, Hmm. um, little side note about Roy here. He was sentenced to five years for robbery in 1933. Uh, he attempted several prison breaks from multiple facilities and was ultimately ultimately killed trying to escape Huntsville State Prison in October of 1937. Oh, wow. That's a nice little side note. Um, oh, and they traveled in packs when they escaped prison. Oh, yeah. It's like six guys. Come yep. on. Come on, my dudes. Let's yep. go. So I guess, I don't know. Load up, boys. Better in numbers because then you can only shoot one of them. Yeah. You know? And uh, listen, only the strong survived, dude. Mm-hmm. Send that weak wolf out fucking first. Yep. Um, when when Bonnie's marriage was over, she ended up staying with her mom in Dallas. She started waitressing at Hargraves Cafe. She was well liked uh, and described as energetic and outgoing. In 1929, she left Hargraves and started at a cafe near the courthouse. Mm. She did have a regular customer uh, by the name of Ted Hinton, who was a postal worker. Ted would eventually join the Dallas County Sheriff's Department in 1932, and he was uh, ultimately the lead detective on the Bonnie and Clyde case and was part of the posse that killed Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, that's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. In November of 1929, the cafe closed down due to the stock market crash, and Bonnie struggled to find work. She then decided, there's two different versions, uh, she either went to visit her brother and sister-in-law or... She was visiting a friend who was um, healing from a broken arm. Not sure which one. Either way, she was staying at the home of Clarence Clay, and she was in the kitchen making hot chocolate when Clyde walked in. Mm. And it was boom. What do they call it? Kismet? It was love at love at first sight. Never heard that. Kismet? Yeah. I think we were kismet. It's like like shit shatters, and you just know. Yeah. 
Well, you didn't because you thought I was my roommate. But No, I didn't. I don't know why you say that. Because <laughs> it makes you mad? You say that all the time <laughs> to people. And it, that drives me crazy. No, I didn't. So they were immediately enamored with each other. At the time, Clyde was described as handsome and charming, and Bonnie was described as friendly and chatty. They became inseparable. Their time together was cut short, though, within the month uh, when police would show up to arrest Clyde for multiple car thefts and burglaries in three separate towns. Well, again, PC. Bad. Oh, they don't know. Whatever. No, yeah. I mean, one of the cops could walk in and be like, I had a dream that you did this, and they're going to fucking arrest you, yeah. and you're going to jail. Right. So, um, <clears throat> he was taken to jail in Denton, Texas. The police there didn't have enough to charge and keep Clyde, so he was transferred to Waco, Texas, uh, for, again, stealing cars and burglarizing businesses. Wow. That was in March of 1930. Bonnie would travel 97 miles daily. Sorry. Fuck that. What's up? Not nothing. Nothing. There. I was making fun of one of the guys I work with. Oh. Who listens to this? He tells me on Tuesday he needs Saturday off, and I'm like, "You're like, I love you." UFC Look. fights. No, no, not him. It's his sister's Kinsey. I'm sorry. Did you make the last payment on the caterer and remember that you had this party you've been planning for 15 years? <laughs> right. Just saying. Throwing it out there. And why wasn't I fucking invited? Yeah, right? God. Marco. You know who you are. I work with him. Marco. He's he's my buddy. Okay. Yeah. Um, but fuck you. You should have invited me. <laughs> he's the one who's calling me. I'm Marco Polo because of you. Yeah. Um. So, um, 97 miles daily. By bus, babe. That's what I found out. She went by bus. Fuck that yeah i Dude. would be like i love you babe i'll see you in two years going 30 miles Bye. an hour on a bus fuck that it was 97 miles one way dude that's insane i drive 42 miles one way to work every yeah. day and that's fuck you dude imagine I doubling that well and you can go above the speed limit i like, will kiss these... your face in my dreams that's it dude yeah oh i, I, I yeah mm-mm a girl needs sleep. See, but you say that, but I bet you would have twice. For me. Tw- twice, maybe three times. Yeah, maybe three. Maybe three. Like that's that's pushing <laughs> yeah. it. Fuck it. I'll the, see you when you get the out. third time. I probably would have just fucking moved to right. Waco and been like, "All right, now I'm here. Right. Whatever." So, during one of the visits, um, so Clyde pled guilty and was sentenced to two years. Yeah. Bonnie continued to visit him, and she uh, eventually smuggled in a gun during one of the visits. Ooh. So on sorry, um, on March 11th of 1930, Clyde used said gun to escape. So he ended up taking cellmates William Turner and Emery Abernathy. Mm-hmm. Say that seven times. Abernathy, yeah. Abernathy, mm-hmm. Nabby. Nabby. So that's what I'm saying. Like they just take everybody with. They're like, "Come on, my dudes, we're uh, fucking breaking out today. Let's right. go." So, the three men fled to Ohio and robbed three gas stations. Hmm. Uh, They also robbed a woman's clothing store of all its silk garments. Hmm. Silk freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. The feel of it. Oh, I hated when I I have, like, the heebie-jeebies right now. It's like touching a fucking Christmas tree. It gets... Mm -hmm. God, it drives me fucking nuts. I hated it. 
So these guys then found a railway ticket station uh, that they robbed of $57.50, which was uh, $950, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, it probably wasn't that bad of a I did, score. I converted some of them, not all of Thank them. Thank you Sorry, for doing because that. Because I do that for you. Thank you. Uh, when they drove away, a witness took down their license plate number. Oh. There are witnesses and like multiple to every motherfucking crime. <laughs> Do you just ask them to please step aside so I can rob this place? Right. Which, incidentally enough, happened to one of my crews. Ugh. But, did, sir, I'll get you a receipt in a minute, but I'm going <laughs> to rob here right. real quick. So if you need to, go take down my license plate number. Make sure you write it down right. What the fuck? And bye. Yeah, just wave. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> wave on the way out. Right. Um... These fucking idiots got lost in the dark. They drove around for four... Well, I'm sure four... there's no street lights. Okay, but for four hours? They drove around for four hours. And after four hours, do you want to know where they ended up? Where? Right back in front of that fucking railway station. Oh, idiots. Where the police were. They were out investigating. You know who else was out there? Hmm. The witness who wrote down their license plate number and was like, <laughs> hey. hey, officer. <laughs> Look, um, let me bend your ear for a minute. Look there at There they are. Check them out right there. <laughs> Go get them. Uh, the men exchanged gunfire with the police because that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ultimately surrendered. Some sources say that they were captured. Uh, and they were taken back to the Waco prison. This time they were put in a more secure section that didn't allow visitors. Mm. Go figure. Clyde was then sentenced to 14 years. Oh, Wow. Uh, due to overcrowding, though, he was transferred to Huntsville Prison, and then he was tra- transferred to Easton Prison, uh, excuse me, Easton Prison Farms, which was on the Texas Plains. Oh. Now, this prison, in particular, was opened in April of 1917, and it was the first maximum security prison in Texas. Yeah. It is notoriously violent, though. Okay. Uh, it's known for its intense hard labor discipline, its whippings. Oh, and it's official on-the-record floggings. Wow. Yeah, like on the record. Dude, that's nuts. So, um, the labor was so intense that inmates would break bones. They would cut off fingers or toes. On purpose? On purpose to get out of it. And some of them would even cut their Achilles tendon, which uh, makes my skin fucking crawl. Uh. Pet cemetery. I every time. Hmm. Mm. What was it, baby Gabe? Oh, Gage. 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 Oh. Guys, our bed is on the floor. We yeah. don't. We don't have it on a bed frame. Um, because of that movie. Yeah. And if you think I'm kidding, I'm really fucking not. Right. I'm not even a little bit. I know. I know. Uh, Gage would be the little monster living under my mm. bed. I don't even go near the car at night. Like, too close to the car. Right. I, I have this abnormal fear that somebody's going to reach out and fucking slice my ankles. Oh, my God. Ugh, it's the worst injury ever. Ugh. Oh, my God. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, guards would also use prisoners to discipline other prisoners. They could be as violent as they wanted to be with absolutely no recourse. So one of the more well-known prisoners that they would use uh, as what they called an enforcer was Ed Crowder. Mm-hmm. For some reason, he singled out Clyde. Mm. And he was awful. Mm. Uh, He allegedly brutally sexually assaulted Clyde on multiple occasions. Really? Uh, Clyde was also starved and beaten by the guards. Jeez. Yeah. In October of 1931. So much for the Eighth Amendment. God, babe. Terrible. 
Um, in October of 1931, Clyde would beat Ed Crowder to death with a lead pipe in the bathroom. Wow. I mean, I would have too. Yeah, I mean, so, being tortured yeah. every day. Now, there was an inmate by the name of Aubrey Scaly who was already there serving a life sentence. He took the blame for this murder. Really? Officially, the prison has it on record that um, Ed Crowder died in a knife fight. They have nobody to, to blame, essentially, on the record. Yeah. Uh, Aubrey Scaly spent a short time in solitary confinement, but no real investigation was ever done. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Kumi started a campaign to get Clyde out of prison. And mm. she, man, whoo. She started doing interviews with everybody and anybody who would listen, just mm. crying her eyes out. She wrote to the prison board. She wrote to the governor. She said that at the time of his crimes, Clyde was 18, and he shouldn't be sentenced harshly. Except okay. at the time of his crimes, Clyde was 21, not 18. Okay. Uh, in November of 1931, uh, Dallas attorneys caught wind of Kumi's fight and wrote to the state's pardon board about Clyde's unfair treatment. There's your Eighth Amendment. On January 7th of 1932, it worked. What? Clyde was granted parole based on being 18 at the time, his good behavior in prison, and going into the care of Kumi when he was released. So no one even checked. No one even checked his fucking birthday. Oh, that's awesome. No one even. Because even if you go by Kumi's, the one she wrote, he's still, you know, 19. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Um, now, on uh, January 27th of 1932, the governor signed his parole paperwork. Now, Clyde had no idea what Kumi was doing on mm-hmm. the outside. Yeah. And you could only correspond with uh, immediate family. Oh, really? So he had to write Bonnie down on paper as his legal wife so she could write him letters. No kidding. Yeah, or you had to go through other inmates. Isn't that crazy? Oh, that's nuts. <clears throat> like, why? Who fucking cares? Right. Whatever. They're cutting their fucking Achilles tendon. You, you care oh who they're writing a letter God. to? Yeah, right? That's bonkers. So, he didn't know that he was pardoned. He had no idea that he was getting paroled. He devised a plan to, quote, let the axe slip Mm -hmm. after he was no longer able to endure uh, the hard labor and the brutal conditions. Hoping to get transferred, Clyde cut off his big toe on his left foot and a portion of the second toe. Wow. With an axe. Because I know yesterday we were like, does he carve a shiv? Yeah. Like, what is he doing? Does he wear pliers? Oh, um, it's unknown if Clyde did it himself or if he had another inmate do it. Gotta have someone I else do that. do that. Yeah, there's no way. And you better have good fucking aim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this would permanently alter his walk. It would also, this is so weird. He no longer could wear shoes while driving. Really? He could not balance his feet on the pedals because cars then, they, you had to dual pedal. Yeah. And he couldn't balance his feet on the pedals with shoes on. So he had to drive in socks for the rest of his life. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's new. I didn't know that yesterday. I didn't know that either. <laughs> um. So the shit part is, is that six days later on February 2nd, 1932, uh, he was released from prison. Oh, whoops. It wasn't even a fucking week. Oh. Uh. That so, sucks. those who knew Clyde said that prison changed him. He went from well, I would co- think so. yeah, he went from quote a schoolboy to a rattlesnake. 
His sister said that something awful must have happened in there because he just wasn't the same person. Mm -hmm. Um, Clyde immediately went to Bonnie, who had a new boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. Until Clyde walked in. She was like, bye-bye, new dude. (laughs) Bye. Later, dude. And he knew. He was like, "Mm, yeah. all right, cool. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, They ended up going to Massachusetts after Clyde's sister got him a job in construction. Uh, It lasted about two weeks. And then he was like, yeah, fuck this. Yeah. And they returned to Texas, where he went back to the glass and mirror factory. He struggled, though, with an actual job and a routine. He couldn't get his brain out of being in prison, essentially. Mm-hmm. He learned a lot about bank robberies, but was never good at them. Right. Which, I don't, yeah. Um, and he decided that this was really the best route for him, but he needed help. So on April 17th of 1932, he took Bonnie to Easton Prison. She went into the prison saying that she was Aubrey Scaly's cousin. She passed a message to him from Clyde to prepare because Clyde was going to be breaking him out soon. Uh, at this point in between, Clyde met up with former cellmate Ralph Foltz, which, again, how? Yeah. Carrier pigeon? Did he go shit on his head and yeah. be like, hey, Clyde's looking for you? Dude. Like, I'm, so, I'm flabbergasted by this. I would like somebody to explain it to me. Um, so... They started robbing small stores and gas stations. And at the time, gas stations, most of them were combination stores, like gas station grocery store. Yeah. Gas station jewelry store, which I don't understand. That's a little weird. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Grocery store, I get. Yeah. Which, in uh, Wisconsin Dells. Yeah. The one, what is it even fucking called? I don't know. I don't know. The gas station across from... This is when Josh would go to all the time at school, but it's like a grocery store. Yeah. It's like an actual grocery store. It's yeah. They have carts. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? So their ultimate goal was never to gain fame and fortune, so to speak. They wanted to get revenge against the Texas prison system for all the abuse that Clyde had suffered. They figured that they would be able to get their revenge by obtaining enough money and firepower to launch a full-on raid at Easton Prison. They wanted to knock that bitch to the ground. I see. So between April 20th and April 25th of 1932, between Salina, Texas and Lufkin, Texas, the two men robbed multiple gas stations and small stores. Uh, The day after Bonnie went to see Scaly, Clyde and Fultz stole two cars large enough to fit several prisoners because let's have a party. Why not? They stopped in Kaufman for ammunition. Uh, They ended up going back later that night to steal some guns that had caught their eye. They were caught by a night watchman who alerted the town by, quote, sounding the town alarm. Yeah, it's got to be like the tornado siren, right? I would think so, yeah. Which remind me to show you Siren Head. So, like, Mom, where she lives, they still do that. That would fuck me up because they do it for ambulance calls and stuff. Yeah, like, is something going on, or is there a storm coming? So, like, December, all right, cool, you can pretty much deduce there's not a tornado coming, but, like, uh, a random Thursday in July? Yeah. Is it a chest pain or a tornado? Like, what's happening? (laughs) I don't know what what to do. (laughs) Like, what boots do you put on when you go? I don't know, so I'm assuming that's what they meant. Um, The townspeople, like, loved (laughs) 
going after criminals. And all I can think of is a scene from Beauty and the Beast where like all the townspeople with the torches. Uh, yeah, the, that's that's what I see. Be, like that that totally is that. Which why aren't we doing that now? Oh my god, do you know how fun that would be? Babe. I would like Babe, the wheels on your fucking wheelchair hunting. on fire. Like Fuck yeah. That's where we're going. Mm-hmm. We're going hunting for man. Babe. Why aren't we doing this? I know. Really? Why aren't we doing this? I babe. Oh, Ooh. I know. So Oh, these guys. Uh, it started to rain, and in their attempt to flee, they got both cars stuck. Oh, dummies. So they stole two mules from a nearby farm. <laughs> uh, might as well. Um, what? Um, yeah. What? Um, they rode them, because apparently you can run from the police on a mule. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> they stole the first car that they saw. Uh, they took the car and left the mules, which tit for tat. All right. Yeah. The car ran out of gas. Oh boy. I. Uh, they're they're, they're, they're just, sucking. At they're this. not good at this. They're not. Yeah. So they ended up surrounded by PD. Uh, Clyde ran, leaving Bonnie and Fultz. He's like fuck you guys. I'll see ya. <laughs> so I also read that during. Like, right before they were about to do a bank robbery, he basically, like, pulled over on the side of the road and pushed her out of the car. Really? And was like, you don't want to be a part of this. And she's like, no, I do. I I, I do. Yeah. And he just kicked her fucking out of the car. Wow. Yeah. Clyde was not an upstanding man. Ooh. He was kind of a, a dick. It sounds like So, it. yeah. He says that he ran to get help. You didn't run to no, get fucking help. No, he ran to get the fuck out of there. You were like, bye, bitches. Yeah, deuces. Fultz ended up getting shot in the arm, uh, which caused him and Bonnie to surrender. They were taken to a nearby calaboose, which I thought was a substation, uh, but it's essentially just uh, like a freestanding cell. Okay. Like a freestanding prison cell that's like the size of a lunchbox. Jesus. Pretty much. Yeah. It's very small. Um, they tried to get the town doctor out to treat Fultz, um, but he refused, and I'm thinking it's because when he went to leave his house, um, there was a mule where his car should be. Oh, the dummies. They stole the doctor's fucking car. Uh, so he was like, you're on your own. Idiots. Mm-hmm. Now, fleets, flu- fleets, fleets, a fleets, a fleets, would end up being sentenced to 10 years in Wichita Falls for a previous kidnapping in Electra. They liked to kidnap, too. Yeah, I see. Like that, that was a big crime back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um Bonnie was taken taken to Kaufman County Jail, where she passed the time by writing poetry. Hmm. Clyde's dumbass got away, which how? Yeah. And he met up with another cellmate, Frank Kloss, which again How the fuck how? Did they, yeah. How? How? Yeah. I don't get it. On the telly. Yeah. Um I mean, they had phones, but I can't imagine, like, you don't have cell phones, and you're supposed to be in jail. Right. So, I don't think you're sitting by mom's phone, waiting for it to ring. Yeah, that's hmm. weird. So, the two men ended up robbing a hardware store uh, for weapons. Why not? And, uh, in April of 1932, I don't know an exact date, I tried to look, but I was running out of time. Uh, this was when they would commit their first bank robbery. It was the First National Bank of Lawrence, um, Kansas. In Lawrence, Kansas. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, On April 30th of 1932, the two men spent the day casing a combination gas station jewelry store 
in Hillsboro. Mm. They went back that night and purchased guitar strings, because why not at a gas station jewelry store, yeah. uh, with a $10 bill from the store owner, J.N., I believe it's Boucher. Boucher? Boofer. It's not Boofer. Boof. Boof. We made a list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost said Boofer. Uh, Boucher was getting change from the safe when he realized the two men had weapons. This caused him to pull out his own weapon, but he was shot and killed. Damn. Some sources say that Clyde never even got out of the car and he was just the getaway driver. However, Clyde was allegedly identified by Boucher's, Bo- yeah, Boucher's wife uh, with police photographs. They stole his gun. $40, which was, uh, excuse me, is the equivalent of $840 today, mm-hmm. and $2,500 in diamonds, which is the equivalent of $52,000 today. good score. Yeah. So the men got away, and the police then offered a $250 reward, which is approximately $5,000 today, and they put up wanted posters. And for some reason, Clyde's middle name is now Champion. Okay. Which mistake, but a good one. I don't think it, I don't know if it was a mistake or if he did it because there ends up being a letter that was found signed by him, yeah. Clyde Champion Barrow. I want, I want to make up my name. Yeah, I want my middle name to be Champion. Look, I'll call you Champion from now on. Thank you. Yeah. We got, we got a champ on our football team. Yeah, that's you know? true. So, Kumi would defend Clyde no matter what. She said that there was no way that he could have committed this murder because he was on crutches at the time. He had just cut off his toes. Yeah. So huh. um, other crimes, she would say that she knew he didn't do it because she vividly remembers feeding him fried chicken at her kitchen table. Oh, fried yeah. chicken. Uh, in May of 1932, Bonnie went before a grand jury. She claimed that she didn't know either man and the charges were dropped and she was released. <laughs> Jesus gotta go right they did not really like incarcerating women back then so it was like if we can get them out of here we're gonna get them out of here yeah um the fact that bonnie obviously was a woman hindered their capture more than you would think okay so i'll get i'll get there um so during this time clyde was attempting to get better at his robbery skills thank god he was studying maps and roads in Missouri, Kansas, and Oklahoma. He was practicing reckless driving, which is hey, good. You got to do it. Yeah. I mean, we take defensive driving. You took defensive driving for sure. Taking it twice. It's awesome. So car accidents then were god awful because, so we were talking about windows the other day. Yeah. Windshields back then shattered. Yeah, they don't shatter now. They're designed to just glass. spider. Yeah. They shattered then. There were no seat belts. Right. There were barely fucking roads. Right. So listen to this shit. In 1932, in the United States, there was 28,000 fatalities caused from car accidents. Holy shit. And in 1932, I was like, that's the entire world's population. (laughs) It works out to 22 deaths per 100,000 people of the population. That's a lot. That's a shit ton. And it's even more of a shit ton when you realize that in 2022, to date... The amount of fatal car accidents is 46,000. Which and that's is basically 12 nothing. per 100,000. Yeah. So it was almost doubled in 1932. That's insane. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, that's that's insane. And especially because the cars were going fucking 12 miles an hour. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. That's bad. Huge. Like, yeah. I was shocked. So on top of that, Dallas had virtually no police. Okay. They had about 300 police officers for the entire city at this time. Oh, and the officers that they did have had little to no training. Mm-hmm. You would walk into the police station, and I, I verified this. They would literally ask you, do you know the difference between right and wrong? And yeah. if you said yes, they gave you a fucking badge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Also, at that time, there was no FBI. Right. There was the Bureau of Investigation, which were generally state-run, you know, right. groups. Which is why you still now have, like, GBI and, F- you know, like the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Or right, like that. right. Makes um, sense. It did not become the federal... Bureau of Investigation until 1935. Wow. Yeah. Under Hoover. Yeah. And then you said your dad. My my dad was. Under Hoover. He, yeah, he joined the FBI under Hoover. That's in insane to me. It sounds like, because Hoover, you associate with the fucking 30s. Yes. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder how old Hoover was then. And then another fun fact. This sister, blew my mind. Yeah. My sister, when she joined the FBI. My father pinned her, and the reason why it was such a big deal was because it was the first time ever in the FBI, it was the first father-daughter That blew my mind. Yes. That is an amazing fact. It really is. It is. That's so very cool. Yeah. Now I'm sure it's it's happened. Oh, yeah, but but still. It was the first. That, yeah, that blows my mind. Yep. Dude, I would have loved to see your dad in the 60s. Oh, my God. His suits. Did he, he have the same haircut? He had the same haircut. Oh, yeah. He? Had the same haircut. Had the same suits all the way into the oh 90s. Oh, God, babe. Yeah. Please tell me he had the suits with, like, the wide, like, white collar. Yes. And the vest. <gasps> yeah. We, I. He had, like, the same eight suits babe. from Kohl's. Oh my, oh, my God. From Kohl's. Or Sears. I was going to say, Kohl's wasn't a thing then. Yeah, it was probably it was Sears. Sears. Or JCPenney. Your mom does love JCPenney. Yeah, she does. Oh my god! I have a like his whole career. I'm gonna have to to ask my stepmom. There's a picture of my dad in like a burnt orange fucking leisure suit with a wide like brim collar and a yeah. fucking perm. Oh what, yeah, a wide dad. My per- dad had a perm too. He did not. Oh, he did. <gasps> he did. What? Yeah. Really? Fuck yeah, he did. My dad permed his hair up until he lost it all. Like, he, yep. he permed his hair a lot. I think my aunt used to perm his hair. That's actually. awesome. That's so cool. I, I Dad, what? No. <laughs> what are you doing, guys? You purposely gave yourself a fro. <laughs> right. Why? Yep. You're not supposed to do that. So, yeah, I got to see a picture of your dad. Yeah, I got to get some pictures. So now, um, on July 29th, 1932, uh, they robbed another railway station in Grand Prairie, Texas. On August 1st of 1932, uh, they robbed the Newhoff Packing Plant in Dallas. Mm. I So I, I had a, I kind of just threw them in where I could because yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I can't detail every one, obviously. So yeah. um, on August 5th of 1932, they were busy, man. Fuck. Clyde met up with former cellmate Raymond Hamilton in Oklahoma. See, now we're meeting in other states. Yeah. I don't. Mm. I don't. How? <sighs> Babe. They were hanging out at a country dance in Stringtown. I wonder what a country dance is. Sounds fun. It does. They were uh, drinking either whiskey or moonshine. It depends on the source. Uh, chilling in a stolen car. 
Okay. Sheriff C.G. Maxwell and Deputy Eugene Moore approached the car, and fearing capture, Clyde and Hamilton opened fire on the officers when they approached the vehicle. Moore was killed instantly, and Maxwell was seriously injured. The men took off, being chased by townspeople. <laughs> We're going to get you, see? <laughs> That's what it is. Come back here. I'm picturing them all in like square dancing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so You're not going to get away oh from us, God, see? You sound like... That's what you sound like. That's what they sound like in my head. I, yeah. <laughs> I picture the, the, the cop from Sandlot, though. Forever. Forever. You got to stick your lip out, though. Right. Uh, so the men took off, obviously being chased by townspeople, and uh, Clyde crashed the car a short distance later. Because <laughs> he sucks. Um, and then they fled on foot. They ended up carjacking. It was an armed carjacking. Jeez. Clive Brady... Uh, but then the car lost a tire. So they went to a farmhouse and took the car and the owner. Why not? Come on. Okay. Come on. So they're very into kidnapping also. Yeah. However, they set the man free in Clayton uh, Clayton County, I believe. Unharmed. They do that, well, that a, nice a lot. That was nice. Yeah. They just take them for a ride. Come on, Why guys. Why not? Hop so th- aboard. Yeah. They stole another car, which was uh, ultimately found two days later in Grandview, Texas. A massive manhunt ensued. They brought out prison bloodhounds and uh, something called the State Bureau of Identification. Never heard of that. Me either. Uh, Ex-con James Aker was arrested uh, for this crime. He had a mysterious gunshot wound, and they didn't believe him when he said that he sustained it when the men robbed him. Oh. Ross Dyer was arrested in McKinney, Texas. Uh, it was alleged that he was actually with Clyde and Hamilton in Oklahoma and then ratted them out when he got arrested. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. On August 14th, 1932, Bonnie, Clyde, and Hamilton were staying at Bonnie's Aunt Nellie's home in New Mexico. Nellie. Nell- I love that name. And I love Nellie. Mm-hmm. She's going to be like 27 for me. Uh, Deputy Joe Johns drove past the very modest farmhouse, and by modest they mean dilapidated, falling apart, poor people farmhouse. Okay. Uh, And he saw a brand new Ford Coupe in the driveway. Mm. It obviously stuck out, and he found it very suspicious. So he stopped because he's like, "What the fuck, dude? Mm -hmm. I would have just kept driving, but I mean, whatever." Uh, Bonnie answered the door, saying that the car belonged to the men in the house, and they were getting dressed. Getting dressed was their code for uh, shit's about to go down outside. Yep, get ready. Uh, all the guns, however, were in the car, so they grabbed a shotgun from the closet and took the deputy hostage. What the fuck? They released him 20 hours later unharmed. Dude. Now, there were reports. Like any other cops looking for this person? Or? There were reports that he was shot and killed. Okay. So when he, like, walked into town... You know, they, they dropped him off in this random location. Yeah. There was a newspaper article about finding his dead body. There was a body of a hitchhiker in a ditch, and they thought it was him. Oh. So he was like, nope, not dead. Hey. Hey. Hey, guys. I'm here. Thanks I guess for looking. the gun misfired and blew his hat off his head, so they found a hat with a hole in it, and then they found a dead body and just... Assumed. Apparently, we don't identify things then. Yeah. We just, yeah. I guess not. It doesn't look like him, but... We Whatever. need a body. Whatever. Whatever. It works. Mm-hmm. Eh. 
On October 8th of 1932, Clyde and Hamilton robbed First State Bank, getting $1,400. This was in Cedar Hill. And on um, October 11th of 1932, Sherman, Texas grocery store owners Howard Hall and Homer Glaze. Yeah, Homer Glaze. <laughs> we're closing their store That's for the night. That's not a porno name. Yes, babe. Uh, how about my, my guy doing sign language for porn? So uh, a gentleman walked in, grabbed a loaf of bread, and asked the two owners uh, for some lunch meat and some milk, but ended up robbing them of $50. While he was pushing them out the door, Howard went for the gun, and Howard was shot and killed. Uh, allegedly, Howard's wife was present and witnessed this, but Homer would later identify the man as Clyde. Mm. However, in 2012, historians disputed that it was Bonnie and Clyde at all. They stated with the ability to look up jailhouse records and all that shit now with the internet, uh, Bonnie and Clyde were in Michigan at the time of this crime. Wow. And they didn't do it. So Interesting. Bonnie and Clyde went to visit Clyde's family around Halloween, and his sister Nell said, quote, He admitted so many crimes to us, oftentimes crimes the law knew nothing about. So why would he lie to us about this one? Yeah, exactly. He's why, like, I didn't, I didn't fucking do it. Yeah. yeah. So on uh, November 9th of 1932... They robbed Orinogo Bank in Orinogo, Missouri for $200. And then on November 25th of 1932, Clyde Hamilton um, and another gang member by the name of Leslie Stewart returned to Cedar Hill and robbed First State Bank again, this time getting $1,800. On uh, December 24th of 1932, W.D. Jones, who was 16 at the time, left Dallas with Bonnie and Clyde. He was a childhood friend of the Barrow family and allegedly begged Clyde to go with. Mm. On 12, or excuse me, December 25th or 26th of 1932, the three stole the car of Doyle Johnson in Temple. He left the keys in the ignition and went inside to take a nap. <laughs> He woke up. Um, and Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions. Same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And saw WD and Clyde attempting to start the car, but apparently they were having issues because of the cold. Um, and he, he ran out, tried to stop him. He ended up being shot in the neck, struggling with Clyde, and died the next day. Uh, the men escaped, and at some point, Clyde made WD um, climb a phone pole to cut all the lines so nobody could call the police. Jeez. Bonnie and Clyde were not suspected of this crime for a very long time. Yeah. Um, also in December of 1932, Raymond Hamilton was arrested in Michigan and transferred to Hillsboro. <clears throat> Excuse me. On January 6th of 1933, 
Bonnie, Clyde, and W.D. went to Hamilton's sister's house to plan breaking Raymond out of prison. Unbeknownst to anyone at the house, police were staking out the house, hoping a specific bank robber would come visit. They're not looking for Bonnie and Clyde. They're looking for a different bank robber. Okay. So they're they're staking the house up. Nobody yeah. fucking knows this. Whoops. They walked right into it. Um... So there's a couple different versions of this. One is they they pulled up to the house and his sister, I believe her name was Lillian, had a red light on in the Mm -hmm. living room, which was like code, don't stop. Another one was they were inside the house and Clyde happened to look out the window as uh, police were approaching the house. Clyde ran from the house shooting and officers returned fire. Clyde shot Tarrant County Deputy Malcolm Davis, who died immediately at the scene. WD provided cover, allowing Bonnie and Clyde to get to the car, and they took off ready for a chase. But no one followed. Police never Why? left police never left the scene. Okay. They were there waiting for this specific bank robber and had no fucking idea <laughs> who they just got into a shootout with. So they didn't know who they were looking for. I mean they still killed a deputy, so Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Massive searches took place in Dallas and Fort Worth. But they couldn't find him because they didn't know who they were looking for. They had no fucking clue who they were. Mm-hmm. That's bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Hamilton tried to escape jail a couple times because he's like, Clyde's coming fucking get me. And I'm not, you know what? I'm not waiting anymore. Yeah. So he was transferred to Dallas County Jail. And he was facing up to 263 years for multiple burglaries and Boucher's murder. Wow. He gave a newspaper interview and mentioned that Clyde had a woman with him. This was the very first time that Bonnie had ever been mentioned publicly. No shit. Nobody knew he had a girl. Nobody knew he had a girl with him. That's why they fucking got away with so Mm -hmm. much shit. Because nobody knew. And then, because she was a female, you find out later that there were quite a few men that refused to take part in the search because they would not shoot a woman. Yeah. So, oh, fuck that. I'd, but, I'd shoot him. Between the fucking eyes. <laughs> right. Hmm. January 26th of 1933, Springfield, Missouri motorcycle cop Thomas Purcell saw a suspicious vehicle circling a parked car. When he flagged the car down, Clyde pointed a shotgun at him and forced him into their car. When the car battery died, they forced Officer Purcell to go into a store and steal a new car battery and then forced him to install it. <laughs> Uh, They then left him in Joplin, Missouri. Mm. On March 11th and 18th of 1933, they robbed a small store in Baxter Springs, Kansas. I think it was the same store, but I'm not positive. Right. Uh, Also in that month, they stole the car of Robert Rossborough in Marshall, Texas. And this is actually the car that is in the photos of them. Oh, really? Uh, In January of 1933, at some point, I believe it was either January or March, uh, the Texas governor revoked Clyde's parole. Wow. On March 22nd of 1933, Buck Barrow was released from prison with a full pardon. Really? Kumi. Wow. So, Marvin, Ivan, Barrow, was six years older than Clyde. Um, On November 11th, 1929, he met Blanche Caldwell. On November 29th of 1929, he was shot and then captured after a burglary in Denton, Texas. He would be sentenced to four years in the Texas state prison system. 
On March 8th of 1930, he escaped Ferguson Prison Farm by simply walking out the front door. <laughs> I love it. Uh, he then love stole it. a guard's car and just drove to his parents' house. He was like, hey. Hey. Hey, I'm here. So Blanche, despite what I said last night, I learned something new. What? Blanche would later admit that she knew that he was an escaped felon, and she even helped him plan the robberies. Oh, really? Her saying that she didn't know was a story that was fabricated by the Barrow family, hoping to reduce a prison sentence that Blanche would ultimately serve in Missouri. No shit. Mm, she fucking knew. Yeah. Uh, on July uh, 3rd of 1931, they were married. And for some ungodly known fucking reason, on December 27th of 1931... Buck surrendered to Huntsville to serve six years. What? She didn't want to live a life of crime. Yeah. He Dude. immediately regretted it. Duh. Uh, you think? Duh. So, Kumi started a campaign to get him out now. Wow. Um, she, she wrote to um, the prison board and, you know, the pardon board and had guards and judges writing the governor saying that Buck had to come home because he had three children to care for and uh, his wife was expecting. Wow. Um, no. So he did have three children. He had a set of twin boys with his first wife, mm. not Blanche. One of the boys died in infancy. He had a daughter with his second wife, not Blanche, sure. who he never saw. Uh, and Blanche was not expecting because if she was... Uh, it would have been somebody else's because he had already been in prison for over a year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it... The mailman. It fucking worked. Mailman here. <laughs> there you, you see? It worked, though, because he got released with a full pardon. What? Not parole. Pardon. Dude. Yeah. So, um, according to family sources, after his release, Buck and Blanche went to Bonnie and Clyde to convince them to surrender. No, they didn't. Wow. Blanche might have, but yeah. Buck's like, we're going to fucking party. Right. On April 1st of 1933, Buck and Blanche moved into uh, Bonnie and Clyde's temporary hideout at 3347 and a half. And a half. And a half. <laughs> I can't forget that. Oak Ridge Drive in Joplin. Uh, these fucks were up all night playing alcohol-fueled card games, which sounds like a fucking great time uh, to me. I want to do that. This is what I'm saying. Blanche would say that they bought and drank a case of beer a day. The men would come and go as they wanted, and Clyde would periodically uh, accidentally fire his weapon while cleaning it. Yeah. Because that's I, about right. Oh, shit. There's been cops I know that, that have done that. So. so it's a relatively quiet neighborhood, but nobody went to the police. Yeah. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. It's like the Wonderland murders where they, they just moved. Yeah. Peace. Deuces, guys. Have fun. So the police had no idea that this was Bonnie and Clyde. They thought that bootleggers actually lived there because we found out last night that Prohibition was from 1920 to 1933. Yep. So on April 13th or 14th, depending on the source, of 1933, police assembled a five-man team with two cars to confront the bootleggers. That's what they thought. Yeah. Um, they were the, the pair or the group, excuse me, they were getting ready to leave town. Um, they were, Bonnie was writing poetry because yeah. again, that's what she does. That's what you do. Blanche was washing clothes in the sink because that's what she did. And getting her outfit ready. Right. To go out. You have to. And I mean, have Sophia make. Yeah. Duh. Italian dinner. Uh, they, <laughs> you know what Funko Pops are, right? 
Those like big headed little doll things. Yeah. They oh have, yeah. They have a golden girl's bag. Oh, we need that. Heather sent it to me the other day. She's like, if I find this shit, and yeah. I was like, I'll look too, and we'll we'll send it to each other. We need that. So while this was all, you know, while they're in this house in this alcohol fueled card games, the men were getting restless and bored, so they just started randomly robbing small stars stores. Yeah, excuse me. I mean, what else are you gonna do? They also robbed a National Guard armory, Ooh. which they do like. Four times. Yeah, I thought they did. Um, guard is part of the title. Why don't you have one there? <laughs> right. <laughs> or a lock. How is this happening? On the door. I, what? Yeah. Because this is where he was getting his bar rifles. His brown yeah, his browning badass. action or right. browning assault rifle that was like insane. Yeah. So. Um, I want one, by the way. Uh, do they make them? Uh, I don't think so, but. I, I want to look for an old, think, old one. Yeah. All right. How cool would that be to have one from the 30s? Yeah, it would be cool. I'll give you that. Um, so now the police, uh, there's, again, two different variations of this. One is two straight, two state troopers knocked on the door. Uh, another one is obviously this five-man posse. They use the term posse a lot, and I don't like that word at all. We're here to get you, yeah. Sonny. Um. They um, allegedly knocked and asked to look in the garage. Um, <clears throat> and obviously they start shooting at them. Yeah. So they... <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Need a drink? Yeah, I do. Sorry. Take a sip. Go, 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 So they start shooting at the police. And then Bonnie starts firing this fucking bar rifle. Yeah. She ends up, so most of the officers had to take cover behind trees, and she ends up shooting a tree and actually almost killing an officer from the splinters of the tree going into his face. Oh, really? Yeah. So she actually, um, not took cover, but what the fuck word am I looking for now? I can't even think of it. I mean, what else is there that no. took cover, took shield? She, she, I guess, covered WD and Clyde so they could get yeah. to the car. They then drove back around and picked up Bonnie, and then they had to drive down the street to pick up fucking Blanche, who's running down the street chasing her goddamn dog. <laughs> what the fuck? Baby, leave the dog. Yeah. I mean, I probably would Here, leave the Snowflake. Dog. Yeah, it was like Snowball or some bullshit like that. Get get in the fucking car. We are busy. Right. Like, what? Shit's going on. She ain't got no shoes on. She's chasing the fucking dog. Like, ma'am, they're, shoot, they're shooting. Can we go? Can we go? So, they start circulating more wanted posters, and the Bureau now deems the Barrow gang shoot to kill. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Surviving officers would It'd later be crazy say... crazy if we still had that today. It? Oh, man. Can you imagine? Just play oh the fucking purge siren. Yeah. Um, surviving officers would later say that they only fired 14 shots combined. My mm. dudes. Yeah. Come, there's five of you. Yeah. There's five of you. Four, four, 14. Would you throw them at them? Uh, unless it's rifles. Mm-hmm. So Clyde... Uh, or, we, I mean, revolvers. I feel like I knew that you meant revolvers, not... Yeah. Um. So Clyde would drive uh, 500 miles. What? Which was... This was very normal for him. They would commit a crime, and then he would just 
drive. Dude, that's a lot. Yeah, he would just drive. And we find out later that um, he stays around state lines because you can't go into another oh, jurisdiction. Yeah. yeah. But he would get as far away as possible yeah. from the whole to-do. Uh, on April 27th of 1933, mortician and undertaker Dillard Darby was spotted walking into a boarding house in Ruston, Louisiana. He also left his keys in the car. Oh, boy. Why do you keep doing this? The group needed a car for an upcoming robbery, so they started to break into his car. Uh, Darby spotted them and yelled at his neighbor, Sophia Stone. Sophia! And she's like, bitch, get in, let's go! Yeah. So WD stole Darby's car and took off. Okay. Um, Darby and Sophia gave chase in her car. But when they realized they weren't going to be able to catch WD, they turned around only to be met by Clyde with a gun. Uh, Darby was then pistol whipped. Damn. And pulled into the car. And Sophia was... another kidnapping? Bonnie, or uh, yeah, Bonnie pulled Sophia into the car by her hair. Jesus. They drove around for a while and then decided that they liked them. Okay. So they let them go. Then they drove back around and gave them a $5 bill to get home. Hey. And Bonnie that's nice. requested that Darby make her look presentable after her death. Wow. Because he's a mortician. That's creepy. Isn't it? Yeah. Unless there's something different. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, on May 12th of 1993. Uh, 93? I wrote 93 again. Whoops. 1933. Yeah, that's more like it. <clears throat> they attempted to rob a bank in Lucerne, Indiana, which I wonder if that's where the dairy shit's from. Oh, I don't know. And I'm probably not saying Lucerne right. Um, it did not go well. It didn't, it didn't no. work. And they ended up shooting at townspeople on the, on the way out of town. Stop shooting at us. Yeah, just... Yeah. Uh, they then, however, went to Minnesota and robbed a bank in Okabeni, Minnesota, getting $1,400. Not a bad I'm score. I'm like, what the fuck color pen did I write in? I didn't. There's plastic on it. Whoops. Uh, the Bureau then re- released a memo regarding Bonnie, saying that she was a dangerous gunwoman who, quote, probably killed the officer in Fort Worth, Texas. Ooh. Uh, Who would get this memo? I, babe, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. And were they Telegram? called? Were they called memos then? I don't know. Um, Bonnie's mom saw this and publicly expressed concern. Yeah. Bonnie, however, would tell her mom, "Quote: I love him, and I'm going to be with him until the end. When he dies, I want to die anyway." Ooh. Clyde's mom was like. They're living on borrowed fucking time. Yeah, you got <laughs> she, that right. He was very realistic about it. You got that right. So on um, June 10th of 1993. 33. 33. Fuck. That's, that's why we're married. Um, uh, you're trash. I'm, I'm fucking trash. <laughs> I am. I, I know that I am. Fuck. I love you. Um, I mean, it's, it's okay because I can admit it, right? Yeah. Okay. So, at this point, they had found WD, because that fucker took off. He's like, bye, bitches. Yeah. My my computer's going nuts. We have a a group text for scheduling. Yeah. And my boss just texted, are we any better for tonight? And two other people just blew him up. Oh, really? What are you looking at? Because the schedule says we have this, this, and this. (laughs) And he's like, well, the last email I got said this. And she says... No, 
check it again because she sent it out twice yesterday. And then she said, uh, Jamie did a great job with the scheduling for this weekend. Ooh. And the other one said, yeah, I told her that yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. And Props then, to you, babe. They're, they, babe, they're, they like me. Yeah. Because then, then he came over and said, yeah, good job. Thank you. Good job. He look said that when he was pulling out of the garage the, the other day. Man. And I looked at, I, I looked at Laura. I work with Laura. And I was like, yeah. is he drunk? Was he drinking today? Did we miss it? I was like, was that to me? And she's like, was that to you? I'm like, what? What the fuck just happened? What just happened? What just happened? Now I got another one. Thanks to Jamie for this weekend. Good. We got to focus now. That's right. Because I cry making the schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I I do. Why, God? And that's literally me. If you cannot find me, I am under a desk in the fetal position crying (laughs) with the schedules for December in my hands, just shaking back and forth. (laughs) <laughs> I love my people that pick up all the time, though. I love you guys. Thank you. So they had found WD, and they had made plans, how, I don't know, to meet up with Buck, and, Buck and Blanche on a bridge. Jeez. Oh, meet okay. me at 515. Right. On the bridge over the 17th Creek. Right. How the fuck did you find that out? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So they're running late, which, yeah. same. Yeah, Got it. I, I feel you. Clyde's driving like a dick. Probably because he can't drive with shoes on. Right. And uh, he's speeding. And he completely misses uh, the sign for an unfinished bridge. Ooh. It's a, it's a dark rural, rural road rural. in North Texas. And uh, he smashes right through that fucking barricade at 70 miles an hour. Damn. Yeah. I didn't even know the cars could go 70 miles an I hour. I didn't either. That I might thought be like, a typo. I thought like 30 was yeah. the max. I, yeah. And like. <laughs> but I'm sure it was maybe 50. Yeah. Well, so um, the car ends up on the roof. Yeah. Um, Clyde and WD have scrapes and bruises. Yeah. However, Bonnie is unconscious. She, um, so the batteries were in the floorboards. Mm-hmm. And somehow the battery opened and the acid from the battery went on her leg. Oh. And it caused. That's why she had It the caused limp. third degree burns. And yeah. muscle contractures as it healed. So muscle contractures oh. are um, when your muscles kind of shrink in, yeah. so it pulls everything up. Yeah, um, pulls together. It it was bad. It was it was really bad. Um, they ended up carrying her basically to a local home, uh, but left quickly when the guy wanted to call a doctor. I'd be like, well, then why the fuck did you come here? Right. Wh- who was I calling? Yeah. Someone in the house, though, snuck out and called the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheriff George Corey and Marshal Paul Hardy, they all had different fucking names. Yeah, right. Um, went to the house to question them. They were met with weapons and taken hostage. Again? Mm-hmm. The next day, the group met up with Buck, with the officers, and they left the officers handcuffed to a tree outside of Eric, Oklahoma, mm. unharmed. They didn't hurt and they didn't hurt him yeah and it would come out multiple times later that they didn't kill people to kill people right um clyde would say it doesn't make it any better no no it doesn't justify what they did but but it explains a lot right clyde would say that he would only pull his weapon if he was being shot at or there was a legitimate fear of capture because he said he would never go back to prison yeah i don't fucking blame you you only have so many toes yeah you can't cut them all off i mean back then prison was torture so Mm -hmm. I, I I get it. Yeah. I get it. So they're on the run. They go to Kansas for two days. 
and then on to a hotel in Arkansas. They, um, after about a week, they go to Dallas to pick up Bonnie's sister, Billie Jean, to help care for Bonnie because she is very sick at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's feverish. She's hallucinating. So she's probably septic. She from Oregon Trail? Yes, yeah, she's from Oregon Trail. She's going to die of dysentery. <laughs> die of the fever. I've never played that. Babe, and you got to. It's so fun. How is that fun? You're like a pioneer fucking person who yeah, dies babe, of dysentery. That was the game back in you the day. You die from the shits. Yeah. How is that fun? Uh, dude, you'd always die from the fever. Just it, That's the shits. You'd be at the end of the game and die. You, you died of fever. Your butthole is bleeding. That's <laughs> right. what it is. You have the poops. <laughs> yep. That's the, I mean, it sounds glorious. Uh, it sounds like a great time, babe. babe. That game was so fucking what the fun. the fuck? Oh, my God. So they wanted to get Bonnie's mom, Emma, but they couldn't because the police were surveilling the house. Emma, I like that I name. I love that name. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. On June 23rd, Buck and WD attempted to rob a grocery store, but ended up killing Marshall Henry Humphrey um, on his way to the crime scene. Ooh. They were leaving the crime scene. They yeah. saw the marshal going to the crime scene, and WD shot him so he couldn't get to the crime scene. Jeez. WD's a little fuck. So they get back to the motel. They pack their shit. They take the sheets, the motel sheets. Hey. I don't know why. Um, but they left a $10 bill. Oh, that uh, was nice. Then they got the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. On July 7th of 1933, they robbed an Oklahoma National Guard armory. What the fuck? Is anyone guarding these places? No. Oh, my no. God. It says guard in the title. Yeah. You guys are, are guard, you're national guards. What are you doing? Yeah. Are you drinking or spitting? Spitting. So in mid-July. Did you just throw up? No, no. <laughs> trying not to burp into the fucking microphone. Uh, in mid-July, they rented two cabins in Platte City, Missouri. Blanche ended up going into town for medical supplies and um, medicines and syringes. They said syringes specifically, so I'll learn about that. Hmm. Also, they said they treated her burns with atropine. Remind me to look that up later. What is atropine? It's um they they gave you atropine when your heart rate went to like shit. Oh. It 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 actually it increases your, your heart. heart rate, but it also stops salivation. So I wonder if it had something to do with that. Do you remember when Jax had his um tubes put in? Yeah. And the nurse came at him with a syringe and I was like what the fuck are you putting in his mouth? Yeah. And she said it was atropine because it stops you from salivating. Really? So they do it with babies so there's not an abundance of spit for them to choke on and suction. Wow. Yeah. Okay. See, look at that. The more you know. The more you know. I love teaching you stuff. And it's the most random shit that you just don't need to know and you're never going to use in life unless but we I like learning play it. like a badass trivial pursuit. Yeah. I like learning it though. So thank you. You're very welcome. So uh, she stood out because she was wearing riding pants and boots, and this was very odd hmm. for the area. Yeah. Uh, they contacted... Like riding a horse yeah, pants? Yeah, like, like horse riding pants. The, like the hips stick out or I whatever? I don't think they were like jockey pants, but there is a picture of her being arrested, and they probably could have had them sticking out like that. They hmm. might have, yeah. So they contacted Sheriff Holt Coffee. Who uh, decided that he needed help from surrounding? That's a great name. I know these fucking names Hold are great. Coffee, yeah. Right? He, I bet she's coming. With, yeah. He's friends with Homer Glaze. Oh yeah, <laughs> the best porno fucking name oh my ever. God. So he decided he needed help from surrounding counties and uh, got together a group of twelve lawmen, an armored car, and two submachine guns. 
Do you want to tell everybody what a submachine yes. gun is? Because we had to Google it yesterday. So this is interesting, and I should have known. Um, most pro- people that are familiar with guns probably already know this, but a submachine gun is a machine gun that specifically fits handgun cartridges. Mm-hmm. A m- machine gun fits rifle cartridges. It's very interesting. It, it, it is. It is. There's a lot of little tidbits I, that I were very interesting that, in yeah. here. So, on July 19th of 1933 at 11 p.m., the uh, group of lawmen went to Blanche and Buck's house first. Um, Blanche said that the men were, or she said, give me a minute, I just need to get dressed mm-hmm. first. Uh, to which Clyde then started shooting from inside his cabin, and the police immediately returned fire from the outside. They were able to make it to the car, but the rear window was shattered. Mm. In that you know, process of it being shattered, Blanche got a piece of glass embedded in her eye, Ooh. which makes me cringe. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Uh, Buck suffered a gunshot wound to the left side of his head, mm-hmm. and Bonnie's burns reopened. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. Um, they were not followed again. Hang on. I forgot that I didn't write it down because I was like, this is too much to fucking write. Yeah. Mark's going to yell at me. So they didn't follow him, though, because the memo had, or excuse me, the bureau had just released a memo saying, quote, I didn't fucking write it on here. Oh. Did I? Um, writing a memo basically saying, um, if you do not have the same weapons, and training on said weapons as these criminals, yeah. it is essentially suicide to attempt to combat or uh, capture wow. the offenders. Yeah. Because they got bar rifles. Yeah. You're throwing bullets at them with your fucking hand. Exactly. You ain't got nothing. Yep. So they didn't follow him for that reason. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the gunshot wound to Buck's head, it ended up going in uh, the side of his left head and out his forehead. Ooh. It was not fatal, but it essentially gave him a lobotomy because it took out the part of his brain that controls reasoning and emotion. Oh, that's insane. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That he didn't die from that? That's crazy. Whew. On July 20th. But of- see, like, it, I laugh at the people, like, nowadays, oh, shoot, shoot him in the leg. Why'd you have to kill that person? Like, shoot him in the leg. Because sometimes people that are fucking shot... Like, yeah. if they're not hit in a, anywhere vital, yeah. they're still going to fucking be in the fight with you. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde both got shot in the leg during a gunfight, and it didn't stop them. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, I, I, I had a guy shot in the head who answered to his name. I had a, you know this, I had a, a witness who was shot 16 times. Yeah. And I pull up in the, in the hospital, hey, what's up, Cash? And you're like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. It's, Dude, how are you alive? Dude, I said this kid's name, and he's like, yeah. I was like, what the? I legit said out loud, I was like, I thought you were dead. Yep. He's like, I got a headache. Baby, you got a hole in your head. That's yep. why you got a fucking headache. It's insane. So no, I'm not going to shoot you in the exactly. fucking foot. That's why police are trained to shoot in, Center vital, mass. Yeah, in mm-hmm. vital spots. Dumb-dumbs. So, Buck and WD went and stole a car. So now he's got this gunshot wound to his fucking head. Whatever. 
they go and steal the car. Uh, their rationale is that the car full of bullet holes is probably going to be noticeable. Good call, guys. Yeah. Good call. Uh, on July 21st of 1930, 1933. There you go. Clyde goes into town to get medications and supplies and also gets food. And he is spotted. But this time, he doesn't just stand out. People recognize him for mm. who he is. Uh, they contact Deputy John Love. Ooh, John Love. Who called the county sheriff for help. The county sheriff was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get a group together. Uh, up. This group consisted of uh, vigilantes. Yes. Most of which were uh, drunk and or drinking. We're going man hunting. And some of them brought dates. I would bring you. I am not opposed to this whatsoever. Babe, I would bring you in a heartbeat. When I read that, I was like. Let's go kill a man. I was like, fuck yes. Let's go hunting for This is a fucking Saturday night, dude. This is fucking fantastic. You want to Light your torch? Yes. Let's go. You want to be a townsperson? Fuck yes, I do. Let's go. We're going to get this guy, see? (laughs) You're so stupid. (laughs) So on July 24th. Of 1933 at sunup, uh, the posse, they're all still drunk, surprised the group or attempted to surprise the group. Bonnie saw them coming and Clyde fired his bar uh, weapon into the trees trying to distract them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drunk vigilante group immediately shot back and WD was shot in the chest. Ooh. Uh, WD was shot a second time while getting in the car and Clyde was shot in the shoulder. I apologize. The previous shooting where Buck got a gunshot wound to the head, Mm -hmm. Clyde was actually shot in the chest, but his suit button deflected the bullet. Was his button made of metal? It had to have been. What the fuck? It had to have been. Yeah. Holy shit. Is that crazy? Isn't that insane? Like, mm, great aim officer. Thank you. Yeah. Um, So Clyde was shot in the shoulder and this motherfucker crashed the goddamn car again. So he crashed the car into a tree at a dead end. They fled on foot, him, Bonnie, and WD. Now, allegedly, Buck and Blanche were ejected during this. Wow. And landed on the other side of the road where they just laid. Like, they just waited. Yeah. Like, they were waiting out the gunfire. Yeah. Um, What I read said they flew from the car. Flew. Flew. Uh, we. W- yeah. Right? Tug and roll. WD is now shot a third time. Jeez. They are still firing. Bonnie is shot with, they said two pellets in the in the stomach. So I'm wondering if they were shooting with like deer, like buck shots. Yeah, you know? buck shots. Um, so she's, she can't move. She's got a fucking burn to her leg. Mm. Shot in the belly. What's Clyde do? Run. He fucking runs, babe. Yeah. He fucking runs. Dude, this dude is a putz. He runs. WD, who shot three times, goes and picks up Bonnie and runs with her and hides her in the brush under a bush. But she's in love Under with a bridge. Sorry. Dude, come on. Yeah. Fuckface ran again. Again, trying to go get a car. Of course. Yeah. Which He's he, getting the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. He ended up... Uh, getting met by police. So they went a different route, walked through cornfields where WD carried her. Mm. Clyde, man up. Man the fuck up, Jesus. dude. The pictures of her, she was like four and a half pounds. Right? Honey, get on my back. I will carry yeah. you. Yeah. Jesus fuck. So eventually, uh, they found a farm and stole a car from a farmer and his 19-year-old son. They brandished a weapon that was empty, but these guys didn't know it. And they're yeah. like, 
here, take the car. Do you want us to drive you? Um, Buck and Blanche were inevitably discovered under this log that they were hiding under. And before Buck had a chance to shoot them, he was shot by the local dentist. Good job, dentist. Yeah, who had (laughs) National Guard training. Maybe you should have been guarding the fucking armory. Right. Maybe you should be doing that. Buck ended up, uh, he got sick. He got real sick. So he's laying behind this tree getting shot by the dentist and his uh, bandage on his head from his gunshot wound to the head Mm -hmm. came off and there was brain matter coming out. Oh, jeez. He's still alive. Dude. He's alive. He did not go down until he developed sepsis and got a fever of 105. That's when he went into a coma. Wow. Mm -hmm. On July 29th, Buck died. Mm-hmm. When he was buried, uh, Kumi left the headstone blank because she said that she felt it would be very soon that Clyde was going to be buried next to him. Mm, true that. Uh, a couple months later in October, Bonnie's family had two deaths. Her two-year-old niece, Billie Jean's daughter, passed away. And two days later, her four-year-old brother died. Oh, jeez. They think from of some what, sort fever? of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dysentery, probably. It was a fucking stomach thing. Jeez. So... Blanche ends up going to jail for 10 years for assault with intent to kill. And uh, WD decided that he he was done. He took off. He went to Texas to pick cotton. Really? Yep. Uh, In August of 1933, they robbed the Illinois National Guard Armory, which is, uh, I believe, was in Platteville, from what I read. Uh, they, They robbed the Illinois one twice. Really? We didn't learn. You didn't throw a fucking yeah. padlock on that shit? No. Mm-mm. No. Nope. Fuck it. Yep. Why so, guard it? Yeah. Who cares? Uh, in November of 1933, police uh, learned of WD's connection to Bonnie and Clyde by a tip, and they arrested him, and he sang like a motherfucking canary, and then said that he was either unconscious or not present for all of the shootings. Bonnie was the second shooter always, and that they were holding him against his will. Mm. Cool. You're the only one they kidnapped that they didn't let go? Got it. Mm -hmm. In that same uh, month, Bonnie and Clyde held up a payroll office in Texas. Really? On November 21st of 1933, the couple met up with the Barrow family for Kumi's 59th birthday. At this point, Ted Hinton, which is uh, her former customer, had become the lead detective in the case and was told to, quote, pull out all the stops. Hmm. They learned of the birthday meeting from gas station surveillance, and there was an informant in the family. They never officially released who the informant was. All they said was it was a cousin. So when they meet up the next day on this road for Kumi's birthday, uh, these officers are in a ditch 75 yards away. Hinton did not want to shoot with innocent people around, so he just yelled at them to surrender. Hmm. It it didn't work. Didn't work. Uh, The couple ran to the car, and once they got to the car, they were running towards the car. The police started shooting at them. Uh, They were both hit in the leg. They both had gunshot wounds to the legs. And once they got in the car, uh, Clyde started shooting his machine gun driving away. So they ended up stealing another car uh, right down the road and fled to Oklahoma. Okay. There they met up with ex-con Jimmy Mullins. Again, how are we meeting up? Telegram? Because he had he had literally just gotten out of fucking prison. Like, just gotten paroled. Yeah. yeah. How are you communicating? He knew uh, Raymond Hamilton, who was in prison, bragging that Clyde was going to come bust him out of jail. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So when Mullins was getting ready to get out, Hamilton's like, I will pay you $2,000 to break me out of here, mm-hmm. which was like 42 That's, grand. Yeah. You, you don't got that kind of fucking money. Stop playing. Ready. Uh, but Mullins is like, cool, let's do this. Okay. So he went and met up with Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, on January 16th of 1934, Bonnie and Clyde also met up with Henry Methvin, um, <clears throat> who was another very young ex-con. They used inner tubes to hide weapons near the prison to shoot the guards. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Excuse me. Just a random inner tube. Like, I would imagine, like, because car tires back then had inner tubes, didn't they? Oh, yeah. I guess so. so. They hid these weapons, uh, and the next day, Hamilton and uh, his celly, Joe Palmer, along with three other inmates, escaped. Mm. One of the three tried to just kind of take advantage and ride on them coattails, but he ended up getting shot. Uh, Hamilton, Palmer, and like I said, two other inmates got into a waiting car. One of the prison guards was shot. And I put this in here for one reason. You're going to know why I put it in here. His name was Major Joseph Croson. Major was his first name. Yes. Major was also his rank. That's awesome. So he was Major Major. Major Major. Joseph Croson. Yeah. I put that in for one reason. Yeah. I and know. he listens and he's gonna know. Yep. Mm-hmm. We love you, Major. I had I had to. I was like, this is the best fucking part. It's the best thing I've heard. So we got Ivy and Major. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Got got my boys. That's awesome. So, on January 23rd, 1934, they robbed a bank in Rembrandt, Iowa. On January 26th of 1934, they robbed a bank in, I think it's Pote, Pote, Oklahoma? On February 1st of 1934, uh, they robbed another bank in Neerham, Iowa. They're just robbing banks left and fucking right. Damn. Uh, right before that, though, on January 26th, Mullins and the two other inmates actually separated from the Bonnie and Clyde group. Uh, Henry Methvin actually stayed, though. Mm-hmm. So now it's Hamilton, Methvin, and Bonnie and Clyde. Eventually, Hamilton's girlfriend, Mary, joined the group. Mm-hmm. And she was prissy and wanted to go out to fancy dinners. And Bonnie's like, God, you're fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Stop We're trying have to make fetch that. happen. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. So they're in a car, and Bonnie wants to fucking stab her. So you know how that went. Yeah. Um, Cat fight. Yeah. On February 20th of 1934, uh, they robbed another National Guard armory oh, in Texas. Oh, my God. I Guard know. the fucking National Guard. Guys, what are you doing? Right. Uh, on February 27th of 1934, Clyde and Hamilton robbed a bank in Lancaster, Texas, walking away with $4,000. Let's Decent score. Yeah. Hamilton wanted his girlfriend to get a cut, and Clyde said, uh, fuck you, she yeah. didn't do dick. Right. And she ain't doing my dick, so she ain't getting money. How yeah, about that? exactly. So Hamilton tried to pocket it secretly, mm. and Clyde almost killed him. Yeah. So they went their separate ways. Uh, again, Methvin stayed with Bonnie and Clyde. Hamilton, though, was eventually arrested again and sent to Dallas County Jail, where he blamed the entire rift on Bonnie, saying it was Bonnie that wanted a cut. Oh, wow. Bonnie drove the car, bitch. She should get the money. Yeah. Fucking Mary poof in her hair right. to dinner. <laughs> Baby, you live in a car. Yeah, exactly. What, what are you going for here? Yep. So now 
This is where Kevin Costner comes in, not Kevin Costner. Yeah, it's <laughs> the movie about Bonnie and Clyde on Netflix is The Highwaymen, yeah. not The Lawmen, like I was saying. No. But it's excellent if you haven't seen it. For the most part, it's accurate. There are some parts that are exaggerated. The situations are, are very accurate. Yeah. The people involved are... Yeah. But it's it's a great movie. If, if you haven't seen it with Kevin Costner and uh, Woody Harrelson, great movie. It, it really was. It yeah. was a good movie. So now, um, at this point, uh, they're like, what the fuck are these cops doing? Why, why aren't you catching them? Would, yeah. They're, they're seeing their family. Why aren't you fucking catching them? Right. So uh, prison director Lee Simmons, uh, excuse me, Texas prison director Lee Simmons, reached out to Frank Hammer and was like, we need you. Come on. Who was a Texas Ranger. He was a yes. retired Texas Ranger. Now, Lee Simmons would publicly say that Frank Hammer was his first choice. However, there is documentation that proves he asked two other men first and both declined, stating that they could not shoot a woman. Wow. Mm-hmm. So wow. Frank Hammer it is. He uh, quit slash retired in 1932 after Texas reelected a female governor. And said. Woman hating much? <laughs> oh, he flat out said, I quit because there's a woman governor. Like, and he doesn't quoted. care about shooting a woman. <laughs> no, he does not give a fuck. You don't care. Mm-mm. So uh, the governor, her name was Miriam Ferguson. And they called her Ma. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah, and they do that in the movie. Oh, they do? Yeah. I don't think I noticed that. So she was elected in 1925 and then again in 1933. Her first uh, election came after her husband, James Ferguson, who they called Pa, (laughs) was impeached. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. Uh, Frank Hammer was not the only person to leave when she was reelected. Forty Texas Rangers quit. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is that why they... He-Man Woman Hating Club. Is that why they kind of like went under for a little bit? Probably. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. They did not did not like women. So now, uh, at this point, arrest warrants are officially coming out. Um, Bonnie is listed on the arrest warrants. And an historian states, quote, For the first time, Bonnie was seen as a killer, actually pulling the trigger, just like Clyde. Whatever chance she had for clemency has just been reduced. So, I was going to talk about Frank Hammer, but that's okay. On February 10th of 1934, uh, Frank Hammer officially started. Wow. From then until the end of the month, he traveled 1,397 miles following leads. Oh, my God. Through Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Arkansas. He lived in his car, essentially, and always seemed to be a town or two behind. Yeah. On February 13th of 1934, um, through the end of March, Clyde and Bonnie visited their homes, both his and hers, eight times. Jesus. And the cops were watching her mom's house. That's, wow. Yeah. Um, they. That's crazy. Which, fuck, guys, come on. The last visit was... Your stakeout sucked. Yeah. Was on uh, Easter Sunday, April 1st of 1934, where Bonnie gave her mom a white rabbit named Sunny Boy. Hey. And she Sunny would, Boy. She would purposely leave the rabbit on the porch so the cops could off. see that yeah. they had fucking been there. Mm-hmm. 
fuck you guys. Yeah. So after that last visit, uh, they were driving through Grapevine, Texas, and they pulled over because Clyde was fucking exhausted. Mm. So he told Methvin to watch so him and, and Bonnie could sleep for a little while. Around 3.30 p.m., two state motorcycle officers spotted the car and stopped to check on them to see if they were okay. Now, Methvin saw them coming, woke up Clyde, and said, we should just take them. Yeah. Well, they had different ideas. Clyde wanted to kidnap them. Yeah. Methvin shot him. Oh. Immediately. Okay. Uh, they both died on the scene. Their names were Edward Wheeler and H.D. Murphy. And H.D. Murphy, it was his very first day on patrol. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So there were multiple witnesses, actually. Um, one witness said that there were two men, and the shorter of the two, which would have been Methvin, went up to one of the officers, rolled them over with his foot, and shot him point blank in the chest. Jeez. Other witnesses said that it was a man and a woman, probably because of the size of Methvin. Um, and said that the woman went up to the other officer and rolled him over with her foot and shot him point blank in the chest. Yeah. So we don't know who did it. Hmm. We'll, we'll never know yeah. who did it. Uh, Methvin at one point said that it was him and then recanted. So uh, on February 27th, they arrived a bank in Lancaster, Texas. And um, by April 6th of 1934, they were in Oklahoma. Um. They were sleeping in the car on the side of the road because it was stuck in the mud. Yeah. And passerbys called Constable Calvin Campbell and Chief Piercy Boyd. This is in Commerce, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, when the officers got there, they saw weapons in the car um, and immediately pulled out their weapons and there was a shootout. Campbell was killed and Boyd was shot and then taken hostage. Mm. However, Bonnie cleaned and bandaged Boyd's wounds and then... <clears throat> They drove him all the way to Kansas, stopping only once for food. They did release Boyd near Fort Scott, uh, Kansas, at around midnight. They told him that he could talk to the police and tell them whatever he wanted to, as long as he told the truth. Yeah. Bonnie requested that he that he tell them that she does not smoke cigars. That's it. There's an infamous picture of her with a yeah. cigar in her mouth, and yeah. that that's it. She wanted people to know that she did not smoke cigars. Wow. Okay. It's a badass picture, dude. It is a badass Roll picture. Roll with it. Yep. So, on April 8th of 1934, police found uh, Bonnie and Clyde's car abandoned. On April 16th, they robbed a bank in Stewart, Iowa. Uh, so around this time, they put a borrow family, the Bureau and uh, the Texas police, put a borrow family member on the payroll as an informant, and they started arresting family members. Wow. So they, st- they were arresting Hamilton's family members, too. Mm-hmm. They held them for two weeks. Wow. And didn't, they got nothing. Couldn't do shit. They wow. ended up arresting uh, Bonnie's sister twice. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of April, um, <clears throat> they... Uh, they were visiting again, Kumi. Now the phones are tapped. You wow. could tap a phone back then. I, that I didn't know. I didn't either. Mm. But she was on the phone saying that she had a big pot of beans and cornbread on the table. And that was code for Bonnie They're and Clyde coming. were coming to visit. Wow. Around this time, Methvin's parents met with police. And they were told by Lee Simmons that their son's record would be wiped clean if they helped set him up set up Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. They got this deal in writing. Oh, really? After it was given to them in writing, 
Lee Simmons said, so I, I can do it here, but like whatever he did in other states, I can't do shit about. So thanks for nothing. Thanks for thanks. And we just fucked your son. Wow. Yeah. Um, on May 10th of 1934, Kumi is brought in. And it said that they took her from the, the Barrow family gas station. I, I wonder if they owned a gas station. I didn't look too far into it, to I be honest I think they did. Um, they did in the movie, too. I, okay. So they didn't just bring her into the station, though. They drove her 100 miles away to Tyler, Texas. Wow. Okay. They kept her. She did not get a phone call. She did not get to talk to anybody. She didn't get to do shit. Yeah. They're asking her questions, and she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then publicly says... Do they really think a mom's going to rat her son right, out? Right, right. Fuck you, I wouldn't rat my son out. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Uh, Methvin's dad tells his name is Henry, tells him of the plan. So on May 21st, he tells his parents he's going to try and separate from Bonnie and Clyde because he knows, he knows they're trying to set him up. So now Hammer, <clears throat> he gets his own posse. So he decides they're going to go out there and they're going to obviously set him up. Now, Methvin's parents' house had been flagged by Clyde as a... Um, Safe house. As, yeah, as like a base. Yeah. You know how like you're, when your parents are like, okay, if you get lost, go to the water tower. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So that's... A rendezvous point. Right. So that's where they had met. Now, um, Hammer, sorry, had a brain fart gets together his own posse, and uh, it was composed of six men. Texas officers, um, Hammer, obviously, Hinton, Ted Hinton, Elkhorn, and Galt, I believe, and Louisiana officers, Henderson Jordan, and Prentice Morrill Oakley. Motherfucker with these names, man. So, crazy. On May 21st, they go into town. Clyde sends uh, Methan into town to get food around 9 a.m., uh, when he doesn't come back, Bonnie and Clyde are like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Well, Methvin had stolen a car and drove to his brother's house and was hiding out there. So Bonnie and Clyde went to his parents' house, and they were told by Ivy, he's not here, but he's going to be here at 9.15 tomorrow morning. Hmm. Why the fuck did you not go, wait a minute? Yeah. He he don't wear a watch. Like, what? Hmm. what? He never goes by time ever. It's like the people on intervention not knowing they're on fucking intervention. How do you not know? Babe. And then when they pull them in their room, they're like, I knew this was intervention. Exactly. No, you fucking didn't. Right. You, you liar. You did not. <laughs> Shit. Cracks me up. So, <clears throat> Hammer's plan was to stop Bonnie and Clyde on the way into Methvin's parents' house. Mm-hmm. They were afraid, though, that because Clyde drives like a fucking dick... Mm-hmm. They would be going at too uh, fast of a rate of speed for them to catch. Right. So in their official report, uh, it says that they persuaded Methvin to position his truck on the shoulder of the road to make it appear that he was having car trouble. Mm-hmm. Because Clyde would stop. Why, why wouldn't he stop? Yeah. This would put the vehicle close enough to the posse's position that they could shoot him. So they're hiding all night. Mm-hmm. They end up getting in place by 9 p.m., and they waited through the whole of the next day, May 22nd, with no sign of them. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, they see the car coming. It's coming down the street. Mm -hmm. One of them, Oakley, 
got a little fucking trigger happy. Yeah. And it is said that he fired before given the official order to do so. That shot is believed to have hit Clyde in the head, right behind the ear, possibly severing his spinal cord and killing him instantly. Damn. Yeah. It's a good shot. Yeah. Ted Hinton said that he heard a primal scream come out of Bonnie, which I've heard that scream. Mm -hmm. It's awful. Oh, yeah. And then it was immediately silent. The officers fired approximately 130 rounds. Emptying each of their weapons into the car. Wow. Are you ready? Yeah. So according to the statement, quote, each of us six officers had a shotgun and an automatic rifle and pistols. We opened fire with the automatic rifles. They were emptied before the car got even with us. Then we used shotguns. There was smoke coming from the car and it looked like it was on fire. After shooting the shotguns, we emptied the pistols at the car. Wow. Which had passed us and ran into a ditch about 50 yards on down the road. It almost turned over. We kept shooting at the car even after it stopped. We weren't taking any chances. Damn. They ain't playing. No. Now. Gator don't play. This. It's alleged that the whole shootout was filmed. However, they have actual. They admit that they have actual film footage taken immediately after the ambush. So a reporter was well, paid. Well, it says one of the deputies did it, but it came out later that, yes, there was a reporter on scene with a fucking camera. Yeah. So it showed Cops. 112 bullet holes in the vehicle. Cops definitely paid him. Yeah. Uh, the official report by Coroner J.L. Wade listed 17 entrance wounds on Barrow's body. So double that because it's got to come out. Most yep. of them came out. Yep. And 26 entrance wounds on Bonnie. Jeez. That included several headshots for each, uh, including, obviously, the one that killed Clyde. Undertaker uh, Boots Bailey said that he had difficulty embalming the bodies because of all of the bullet holes. Damn. Plug them up. What? Plug them up. They were Swiss fucking cheese. Yeah, they were. You can't embalm them? That's insane. That's... Oh, oh my God. So they end up going through the car and find an arsenal of weapons, uh, including stolen automatic rifles, sawed-off semi-automatic shotguns, assorted handguns, and several thousand rounds of ammunition. Mm. Yeah. They also found 15 sets of license plates from various states and his saxophone with cheap music. Hey, the sax. Uh, The funniest thing that I've ever heard is Hammer said, quote, I hate to bust the cap on a woman. That was a saying back then? Babe, I hate... That's awesome. I hate to bust the cap on a woman, especially when she was sitting down. Hey, but you gotta do what you gotta do. However, it would have been her. If it wouldn't have been her, it would have been us. That's true. Uh, Word of this shooting spread around pretty quick, and people started showing up. Mm -hmm. The population of the town went from 2,000 to 12,000. Wow. The price of a bottle of beer doubled. Yeah. I mean, fuck yeah, you make money. Right. People were showing up at the scene, taking stuff. One woman reached into the car and cut off a lock of Bonnie's hair and pieces of her dress, which she sold. Probably made a fortune. Oh, I'm sure she did. Um, They also caught a man trying to cut off Clyde's trigger finger. (laughs) And they caught another man trying to cut off his ear. Oh, my God. What are you going to do with a fucking ear? 
sure. Hey, whatever you could get. Babe. <laughs> so they towed the car with the bodies in it. Yeah, yeah. To the Conger Furniture, furniture Store and Funeral parlor. Hey, parlor. you need a casket and a couch? Right, which was uh, in downtown Arcadia, Louisiana. Uh, it apparently was common then for furniture stores and undertakers to share the same space. What? Uh, in, that's interesting. Uh, what? <laughs> okay. Why? Sure. So Henry Barrow came and identified his son's body, then sat weeping in a rocking chair in the furniture section. Oh, that's actually kind of yeah, sad. Yeah, that's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. So, remember uh, Darby and Sophia? Yeah. Yeah, well, guess where they were shot? Louisiana. Mm-hmm. He's the undertaker. She no fucking predicted kidding. it. Bonnie predicted it when she said, make me look pretty. Oh, that's crazy. Huh? So he was an undertaker at the McClure, McClure, yeah. McClure. thank you, funeral parlor. Um, Sophia Stone was a home demonstration agent. They were brought to Arcadia to identify the bodies. Really? They were the closest, apparently. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So she... She predicted it. Darby did assist the funeral director in embalming Bonnie. Yeah. Um, so Bonnie and Clyde wished to be buried side by side, but Bonnie's family said, uh, fuck and no. Mm. Which, at this point... Who cares? Yeah. Um, they couldn't even get her home. More than 20,000 people attended her funeral, and her family had difficulty reaching the gravesite. Wow. Her services were held on May 26th, and uh, they got flowers from everywhere, including from Pretty Boy Floyd and John Dillinger, mm. which we're going to do. We're going to yeah. do John Dillinger. Uh, however, the largest floral tribute was sent by a group of Dallas City newsboys <laughs> <laughs> because the sudden end of Bonnie and Clyde sold 500,000 newspapers in Dallas wow. alone. Holy yeah. shit. So she was originally buried in Fish Trap Cemetery, which, what a fucking oh, terrible t- name. Awful. Uh, however, she was exhumed in 1945 and reburied in Crown Hill Cemetery in uh, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clyde's private funeral was held at sunset on May 25th. He was buried in Western Heights Cemetery in Dallas next to his brother. Uh, they share a single granite marker with their names on it and an epitaph selected by Clyde prior to death. That just said, gone but not forgotten. Yep, true. So now some uh, some laws changed here because of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the American National Insurance Company of Galveston, Texas, actually paid the life insurance policies of Bonnie and Clyde in full to the families. Oh, that's insane. Since then, the that policy... That going to happen nope. nowadays. Since then, the policy of payouts has changed to exclude payouts in cases of deaths caused by any criminal act by the insured. Yep. Which... You have to like or tell them that, don't known you? Gang, yes, or known gang member. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. So, um, the six men of the posse got the reward money. Mm. I mean, okay. I guess they they, they found them. They should. They, I mean, who else would get it? Yeah. So, um, the the sheriff had actually promised them that it would be twenty six thousand dollars each. Uh, but most of the organizations that had actually pledged reward funds uh, reneged on their pledges. Oh. So the guys walked away with about $200 each. Oh, that sucks. By the summer of 1934, 
Uh, new federal statutes made bank robbery and kidnapping federal, federal offenses. offenses yeah. Yep. The growing coordination of local authorities uh, by the FBI plus two-way radios and police cars combined, try, they were trying to make it more difficult to carry out crimes such as robberies and murders. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, now, I, well, the other thing that baffles me too, at one point, uh, several states, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Arkansas had actually spread word, I don't know how, to the surrounding states to keep an eye out for people buying medical supplies. Really? So how would they get that out? Telegram? I mean... I, I don't know. Excuse me. Remember the one case we did where, like, they were on the wrong fucking band? Yeah. And they couldn't... They didn't know about it. Right. So, yeah, I don't... I don't know. That's, that's yeah, crazy. I don't know. Radio? Yeah. I don't know. So, now, uh, Bonnie has a niece. It's her last surviving relative, and she is currently campaigning to have her aunt buried next to Clyde. Yeah, you might as well. Just... Fucking let him do it. Ugh. So the death car is uh it's on display. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to go see it. Um it's on display at what I I had it before. It's at a casino in in Nevada. Isn't it? No, it's right outside. Uh well it's been to a couple different casinos. Um first it was at Prim Valley Resort Resort and Casino in Prim, Nevada, and now it's at Whiskey Pete's. Cool name. Yeah. Right? Fuck. Um, In February of 1935, Dallas and federal authorities arrested and tried 20 family members of Bonnie and Clyde for aiding and abetting. Aiding and abetting. This became known as the, quote, harboring trial, and all 20 either pleaded guilty or were found guilty. Wow. Both of their mothers... I did not know that. mm -mm, ...were jailed for 30 days. Really? Uh, Raymond Hamilton's brother received two years, um, and Barrow's, or excuse me, Clyde's teenage sister Marie, uh, served in an hour, <laughs> which, okay. yeah. Um, Blanche ended up permanently blind in her left eye, uh, even after multiple surgeries. Um, she would write numerous, uh, memoirs about no. their time out on the road. Really? God damn it. Spam risk. <sighs> So, <clears throat> Warren Beatty uh, approached her to purchase the rights to her name. Really? To use in the 1967 film, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Uh, she agreed to the original script. However, she objected to her characterization by Estelle Parsons, who was the actress in the final film, describing the actress's Academy Award-winning portrayal of her as a, quote, screaming horse's ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. (laughs) (sighs) She did remarry. Uh, Her husband actually died of cancer, unfortunately. Uh, He was a uh, taxi cab driver and a beautician. Hey. Yeah. Um, She maintained a friendship with Warren Beatty uh, until she died of cancer at age 77 in 1988. Mm. Yeah. Most of the men that uh, escaped with Bonnie and Clyde were captured and resentenced, obviously. Um, <clears throat> Jones ended up being convicted, WD, excuse me, ended up being convicted of the murder of Doyle Johnson and served a lenient sentence of 15 years. Uh, he gave an interview to Playboy in 1967 in regards to the movie, saying that in reality, it had not been that glamorous. Wow. He was killed 
on August 4th of 1974 by a jealous boyfriend. Whoa. Not of a woman he was dating, but of a woman he was trying to help. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Methvin was ultimately convicted in Oklahoma of the 1934 murder of Constable Campbell in Commerce. Uh, he was paroled in 1942 and killed by a train in 1948. Yikes. He fell asleep drunk on the tracks. Well, that sucks. Some speculate that he was pushed. Mm. Yeah, his I father, believe yeah, that. his father, Ivy, was killed in a hit and run accident in 1946. Damn. Yeah. That's really sad. So that is, uh, that's Bonnie and Clyde. Wow. Hammer lived till he was 71. Died of poor health, obviously, because, mm-hmm. you know, cops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Our lifestyle. Yep. Wow, that was good, babe. Yeah. That was really good. That's Bonnie and Clyde. Some interesting stuff in there that I had mm-hmm. no clue. Yeah. Wow. It was, yeah, That's and that's the thing. They're they're glamorized and they're idolized. And, I mean, guys, they were shitting in the woods eating hot dogs. Yeah. Like, because it got to the point they couldn't get a hotel room mm-hmm. because it wasn't safe. They were right. once... So the the pictures of them once it hit the front page news, mm-hmm. oh fuck, you know because the cop. I think I skipped this part. The cops ended up. Um, they got the film from the Joplin House, the hideout, yeah. and they could only develop it at the newspaper building. Mm-hmm. So the newspaper was like, uh, "We'll develop it, but we're fucking taking them." Yeah. So they had a poem written by Bonnie and all of these pictures, and they just sent them the fuck out everywhere. So they became front page news. Everybody recognized them. Yeah. So they couldn't go anywhere. So it wasn't this glamorous life. Right. Which was probably why when fucking Hamilton's girlfriend's like, I'm going to go to dinner. Bonnie's like, you're a fucking twit. Like, we can't. You dumb dumb. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That was good. That was good. That is Bonnie and Some interesting stuff in there. Mm -hmm. History lesson. Yeah. It was good. It was very, very interesting. I will say. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Patreons, we love you. Yes. And by the way, oh, yeah. uh, Patreons, who are having um, issues. It is a Patreon issue. It is not specific to our page. Um, multiple pages are having issues. I have reached out to Patreon. I'm being told that they are working on it. It is an inside issue. Um, hopefully it gets resolved quickly. Yeah. Um, for those of you that cannot get the last episode, I believe it was 69. 69. If you um, let me know, I know there's a couple of you. I'm going to try and send you guys the link to the the episode outside of Patreon. Right. So you guys can actually listen to it. Um, I'll probably, I can send it Facebook Messenger. I can send it text. I mean, however you guys want. I'm going to try and get it sent out to you guys so you can listen to it until Patreon gets right. this all resolved. Just message Jamie through yeah. Patreon. Yeah. So. That uh, part should be working. Yeah. So. But uh, everyone, thank you guys so much. Please spread the word. Please give us a five-star rating. Mm-hmm. If not, tell us why. But uh, don't be mean. Don't Don't be mean. Please. <laughs> I get my feelings are Right. But uh, we hope you enjoyed this. And next episode... Uh, it's we're doing be, a freebie. Yeah, we're doing a freebie. It'll be a um, Chicago serial killer. Yeah. Um, and then we're doing then, Adnan Said. Yes, for our Patreon mm-hmm. episode. So um, thank you guys again. Please spread the word, and we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.